All right, so where, where's your bottle, Chris? Where's your bottle? Let's do the ching ching. Ching ching. All right. Javon, congratulations. Newly minted purple belt. Thank you, man. Thank you. It feels good. <laughs> Does it? Mm-hmm. So, uh, where do I start with this? Because I, I think we need a little. So, we're here with Javon. Javon is. Javon. Gale. Javon. Yes, yes, yes. Now you know his name is actually Jovan, right? Jovan. I say Javon. Javon. Jovan. 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 People call me all kinds of things, man. I can't. I think I kind of settled on Jovan. Okay, Jovan. What does your mom call you? That's a good point. What does your mom say? Jovan. Yeah. Jovan. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. Jovan. Yeah. With that accent, Jovan. Yeah. With yeah, exactly. Okay, that's what she says. Jovan. Okay. So Jovan. So, where do I start with this? So, quick backstory on Jovan. He, gosh, I've known you since I started grappling here. He has been a blue belt the entire time I've known him. Oh, for, okay. The entire time I've, I've known him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you are a doctor as oh, well? White belt. Doing yep. your residency? Yep. So, very sharp guy. Always finding time to, to train despite super long schedules. I also remember you always uh, doing stand-up with JB in the evenings, closing the place down, doing Muay Thai sparring. But what's funny about today is, what's awesome about today, is I actually texted you earlier in the week. I talked to you about coming on after class today. I wish I could say I knew what was in store for you, but we are like post-promotions, and Paul sits us, Paul sits us down right after class. We had a big class. Everyone's back now. And... He had a little lump in his gi, which is like the telltale sign that there's like a goodie. There's a goodie. Is that a belt in your gi? Are you just happy to see me sort of thing? And he calls up Jovan, and you get your purple belt. So deserved. So what, what, what were you... Ex- I'm sure you were surprised. I mean, yeah, I was surprised. When he, when he came up with the lump, I, I kind of figured it was, it was my time. Because I was... I, I mean, I... I I was looking forward to promotions, right? Did the gauntlet with the white belts on the Thursday, but then I had to work the Saturday. Oh, so I missed the promotions, right? Saving lives. Yeah, so when I saw it, I was like, oh, great. Maybe it's my time now. So, so you, you knew? Sort of. I mean, yeah. But you weren't tested. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. I, I, am not, so I, I wasn't tested for a blue belt either because it was the same situation. Again, I had to work. Well, you know, secretly, Paul had pulled me, Chris, and a bunch of people aside, and we had to test you on different skills. Yes. So oh, I was really? like, no, I'm just fine. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> <'Cause> I, I, <laughs> Chris, how well does Jovan smash you every time? <laughs> that, that no, would, try that. foot-locking him. See what he does. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. But that would no, be that's not what cool, happened. actually, yeah. No, I think just um, your body of work spoke for itself. Yeah, man. That's, uh, and so I, I think that's sort of one of those things, right? Like, the people who we have to ask Paul about probably don't have to get tested right like is that that's sort of it cool that's that's very flattering to me like that's super well deserved man like i think the purple looks good oh yeah yeah yeah. i think it's very hey man i like purple 
there we go. It's a great color. Yeah. Purple, purple's like the best belt. I'm telling it's you. It's a great man. color. So did you already? Did you already like take a, a gym selfie and upload it? Like no, I, I, I honestly I stay off social media. I mean I'm you're always terrible on. At, like, on I'm, yeah, media. I'm terrible at social media. Like, you I, need to be that person. Like, you have to get the stripe and you're in the gym and you take the old like looking down at the belt and like well this happened today. And, yeah, hashtag yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one then, step closer. Level up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you write the no offense because a lot of my friends do that. They, so then I'm, you write you write three paragraphs about motivation and how the blood the, <laughs> the blood sweat and tears that went into this no that's not no i um i i try to kind of you know minimize my social media presence what are your okay so that's it's funny you said motivation because um i think it was one week we didn't record and i or i wasn't here whatever the case was and you had you had spoken to noah about like motivation which like talk about motivation on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, motivation. motivation. And that's really intriguing to me because you you appear to be one of the most well self motivated people at the gym. I mean, like, who else literally warms up before the podcast with bag work? <laughs> I think you might be the only person who's done that, right? Like, so you're clearly self motivated. Yeah, no, but there. So you say that, but there are a lot of people who I look up to for motivation. For example, Noah. Noah started. Oh. Noah. Noah was a blue belt when I started. Noah demonstrates the techniques for Paul in class now. Noah understands the techniques. I was a white belt. That's what I'm saying. I was a blue belt when oh, you started, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But then Noah demonstrates the techniques in with um in class with Paul. So initially, Noah's understanding of the technique is better than mine when he comes in, and Noah has been working for less time than that has been you know been here. Um, for less time than I have. Now that is motivation, right? Um, Victor, probably the same with Victor, because Victor is, is demoing techniques and Victor is teaching as well. That's motivation, you know. So I mean, I, 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 there are people who I look up to in here for motivation, but yeah, I, I would say I'm pretty motivated myself. Your point, though, Javon, like mm-hmm. Victor, Noah, I think the reason why, and and it was with me a little bit too, mm-hmm. um, when I was training more, Paul uses them as ukes because. They've seen it. Mm-hmm. They sort of like know what to be doing. So, you know, it's like it's one of those things like to be a good pad holder is a skill, right? Yeah. Like, to yeah. help a person be a good, yeah. like, to look good while they're like hitting mm-hmm. pads. The same thing is to be a good uke, is to, to be doing the right things to help with that part of the curriculum for that day. And I think just when it comes to Noah, Victor, there's certain people, if they're here a lot, they see it a lot and mm-hmm. they help. Paul be a better teacher at that very moment. Um, so I, that, 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 that's why, I, just to address that little point. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I understand that, but Noah's technique is good. No, no, it's, Victor's it's technique is here, good. Right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. They, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so the technique is, so when you roll with them, the technique is good. Like Victor is 60 pounds lighter than me. And if, if Victor gets top control, it's not easy to deal with. <laughs> you know, it's actually rather <laughs> difficult. Yeah, Which he's, he's, he's like wet water balloon, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. The lubricated you know, water. Lubricated water balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, and there's different. So there's different things about different people that motivate me. For example, I mean, Chris, you've been doing a BJJ for ten years, and you're in no, 15, fifteen years, actually. and you're in here running a podcast. You know, that's a lot of passion. Like, how do you how do you keep that up for fifteen years? You know, you've had a, you had a kid now. So, what, the, you, you my know. secret to that, Devon, is like being super mediocre at jujitsu, <laughs> but loving it. So you find ways to add value to the gym by being like a super nice guy who smiles a lot, being a decent instructor. And telling people no twisting heel hooks. Yeah, exactly. And you know, keeping everybody safe, right? Like that's that's my 
addition to jiu-jitsu. So, so you say that like it's not something to aspire to, but think about it. If you, as a white belt, come in here and you start getting smashed by people, right? And you, you know, meet somebody and he's like, no, you got to do this, do this, understand this technique. And you're just not getting smashed. Then they are here because of you. They're not here because of me. Like, I don't know how to teach anything. And you also <laughs> right? have that voo look of apathy. So it's like yeah, you go true. with these massive schizo white belts and you give them the voo look of apathy and yeah. then sweep them from closed guard and then mount them and just lay on top of them and show them the power of jujitsu while showing no emotion in the process. Exactly. That's, that's the quintessential jujitsu. Exactly. And Jamie is like that too. You know, brown belt Jamie. You know, he called me out for that. He, he, I don't think Jamie, I know you don't like that, but you can, you can come on and defend. Oh, yourself. he's, he's so schizo. <laughs> don't let him fool you. No, I mean, I was referring to him kind of as more of like a calming presence, no, no, like, no, yeah. you know, you know, and, and being able to teach, which I mean, like for me, that's, that's super important because for example, I've had pe- people come in and say, you know, um, I'm going to crush these guys. I have to. I did wrestling. I'm going to try to crush these purple butts or whatever. Or I'm going to be, you know, which is kind of kind of like missing the point. For example, you know, you put 15 years into jiu-jitsu and you've gotten back so much out of it, right? Like in the end, the, the, the battle is kind of against yourself in terms of what you can get out of it. It's not against other people. There's no point to, right, right, to yeah, crushing, yeah, it, to crushing other people in the I'm gym. Like, I'm not using jiu-jitsu in the streets. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Jiu-jitsu is so, for life, right? Yeah. So you come in here and, you know, so you come in here whether you've had a, you've had a, a bad day you come in here you feel better you've had a good day you come in here you still feel better so and then there's days when you really don't feel like coming in and that's when you need to come in probably the no, most no, that's when you come in the most right like, exactly so what are your bad days like when do you what what gets you in the gym so my i, I get in the gym by like kind of routine i because i i just like if i can physically get to the gym meaning i'm not at work then i try to come to the gym so if i'm sleeping if i'm working night shift i've set alarms to come here at 12 just because I, if I don't, if I don't come in, I'm gonna have a, the rest of the day or rest of the night is gonna be awful. If I'm coming, if I'm working late, I put the gi in my car when I leave so I can come straight to work. I come straight to jujitsu right after that. Half of it's showing up, right? Yeah, th- most of it is showing up, and then once you get in, you know things kind of take care of themselves. Mostly, there are sometimes when I'm here and I'm just dragging myself through it because I'm so tired or I'm way done or I'm thinking about all this other kind of stuff. I'm like licking you know? my level. Come on, I'll go Javon now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, he looks. He looks like he's dragging. Go. So. Yeah. What's your origin story? Yeah, like because you like let's go back in time. Of us all. <laughs> oh, the origin story. Yeah. So you were born in Jamaica. Yeah, I was born in Jamaica. Um, I was born in Jamaica. I, I would have thought New York. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so j- rural Jamaica, like um, farming, you know, stuff like that. So not Kingston. No, not Kingston. Yeah. No, I was. It's a small place called. So I was born in a small place called. Uh, I, was, I was born in Kingston actually, but then shout them out. The, Shout s- them the out, second, man. like the second day of my life. Oh my god. <laughs> it's actually Wagwan. Wagwan, I think. Wagwan. What's it called? Wagwan. Wagwan. That's a greeting. Wagwan, my it's a greeting. Like, yeah, Wagwan, my youth. Or Wagwan, brother. It's like a, you know, a greeting. Like How a, do you know this? I've only been to Jamaica once on a cruise. So yeah. it was like very <laughs> rudimentary exposure to Jamaica. I knew some guys in college who were okay. from like Trinidad and Jamaica. Yeah. Dude, I, the guys from Trinidad. So, side story. There's a guy from Trinidad on the, on the tennis team I was on. And his sister convinced UCF by writing a paper that she spoke a second language so she didn't have to do the language requirement. 
that's awesome also kind of true if you know people from trinidad i mean it, yeah, which i do like, I, when, I, like, English though, like right? I, no i would hear i would he would talk to me and i would understand him. he'd have an accent yeah but then he'd talk on on his cell phone with his buddies back home i had no idea what he was saying yeah. but it's english right it's, it's english it's, it's definitely english, yeah. in, in trinidad like, it's definitely english in jamaica we have a we, we i mean you can classify patois jamaican patois as a second language if you're i mean i don't know the linguistics of it i never studied linguistics but it's different enough that you could say it's a second language, but it's also similar enough to English that you could say it's like a dialect of English. So, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. I'm not a, ling- I'm not a linguist. I don't have the it's chops to understand like, it. It's just enough, like, common words are yeah, so yeah, different okay, yeah. that you just don't. Yeah. I know, like, three, like... And it's... it's well, how does this work? Like, when you're learning, like, another language... You know the from, dirty... So, yeah, you learn the dirty stuff, right? Like, so... I, I knew... Is it Bumbleclot? Bumbleclot. I really hope my mom's not listening. Like, that's terrible, right? Bumbleclot. No, I mean, not necessarily. It's like, it's like, you know, the F word. You can use it when, you can use it for many different reasons. Like, Bumbleclot. As in, that was awesome. That's like terrible. But no, actually, it could be like, like you could do something great. Like you would, you know, pull off a flying, flying burning below choke and I'd be like, Bumbleclot. And then, or, you know, somebody could walk I don't want to see him. I'm like, bomba clot. You know, it's like, it, okay, it so depends. It's, it's, a, it's a very dynamic word. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is kind of a history of why I know this, but in Hindi, a, something like a derogatory thing to say is ulukabacha. And ulukabacha is, is simply translated baby owl. Really? But that's like motherfucker. <laughs> that's baby owl? Baby, ulukabacha. That's very interesting. And <laughs> Bacha's like, like baby and Ulukabacha. It's like, what <laughs> the hell? So that's crazy how when you look at... Tra- I mean, in Spanish, uh, a, uh, a curse word is called ostia. Ah, yeah. Like ostia, it's H-O-S-T-I-A. Yeah. But you know what it is? Actually, It's actually an actual thing. Ostia. Ostia, yeah. And you say, you know, like... Ostia or me cago la ostia. You can say it in a bunch of things. You can say me cago and everything, which is like I shit on. Wait, you can is, like is ostia in Jamaica too? No, definitely no, but, not. Uh, no. Okay, but but here's the funny thing. What yeah. it is is when you go to mass in the in the church I'm, and they put the bread in your that that like dry thing in your mouth. Yeah, that's ostia in Spanish. Oh, really? really? Yeah, I did not you know mean, that. Like, this is the body of Christ. Yes, exactly. Amen. The body of Christ is Ostia. Really? Oh. But they use it as a curse word in Spanish. But in it, Spain. Not in not in South America they wouldn't they wouldn't But, but if you think about it, we use people use the, the word people use the name of Christ as a curse word here. Oh, yeah, 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 you do, so it's not that surprising. Jesus. Right? Well, welcome to BJJ and <laughs> etymology, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so origin yeah, story, Jamal. Right. Yeah, so, so out of the womb. You were punching immediately. <laughs> Not really, no, man. I spent the most. I spent like my teenage years watching kung fu movies and be, you know, being like, oh man, I got, I got to learn kung fu. Like, but like, like blood sport or like Bruce Lee. Everything like blood sport, Bruce Lee, um, Don the Dragon Wilson. If you remember oh that guy. Oh my god! Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, no. Michael Dudikoff. Um, no American Ninja. Uh, American yet. Ninja. American. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So I, awesome. I grew up watching lots of these guys, and I was <laughs> like, man, Ninja, yeah. this is great. And I was like, man, I got to learn martial arts, but there it was just not available. Like this was in the late '90s, early 2000s, Jamaica. Martial arts were not not widely available. What martial arts are like? Okay, so like we all sort of try to romanticize this bullshit of like. Mm. 
aboriginal martial arts, right? Like, because v- Vietnam has tried this too, and it's mm-hmm. like this garbage martial art. What's what's the Jamaican martial art? There is no Jamaican martial art, man. You, I don't know. You swing a machete. I, it's, it, you know, <laughs> it's that is. There is no Jamaican martial art okay. I could think of. No, it's just you know. Yeah, so you grew up in a culture of watching like yeah. kung fu flicks. Yeah, watching right? kung fu movies. Yeah, very popular kung fu movies were they were on like they were on on national television on a Saturday, so it was really popular. What year were you born? Uh, 1985. Okay, same as me. S- same as who? Yeah. Oh. What month? December. You December. Babies. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, born in February. Oh, you were born in 85 as well? 85. Oh, okay. Cool, man. All right, all right. It's so old It's right a good now. year. Yeah. You millennials. Millennials, yeah. man. Millennials are going to save the world. But, so, when I went to college, um, I was like 17 or something, and then there was like a kung fu place down the street, and I was like... Like an actual kung fu? Kung or? fu. Kung oh, fu oh, academy. Detail, detail. Yeah, kung fu academy. Like, I mean, I, th- I think this tr- the style was Charlie Foot. Or something like that. Oh, Choi Lei Fu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so hard style. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be Jason Bourne. After <laughs> 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 no, it was garbage. No offense. It was it was not very um, beneficial. <laughs> it was it really was not. But but fortunately during that time I started um, learning BJJ. Um, really? Whoa! Really? Okay. Sandbagger. Yeah. So, yeah. No, 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 no. But <laughs> so, like, I was three. So <laughs> like, here's the thing, though. So this was like this was maybe uh, 2005, 2006. I started intro to BJJ. It was like some guy who was teaching sort of BJJ. No, oh, in college. Yeah, in college. Oh, so like what Laborio's doing right now, like an actual college course. No, no, no. It was not. I was in college, but no, it wasn't a college course. No, it was just. Club? It was a club, yeah. It was a club that was outside. Oh, so this so. is their intro, like fundamentals class. And yeah, wait, exactly. Hang on, like, hang on. I don't want to play the lineage game. Yeah. What's this guy's lineage? <laughs> I have no idea. This what guy. What belt was he? This guy was. He was like a blue belt. Oh. Yeah, and he wasn't. Uh, okay, right, that, okay, that actually yeah, probably. Yeah, that's, a blue belt that's, is yeah, that's legit. Yeah. In, I mean, like depending on like mm-hmm. availability, right? The like, region and time. The region, yeah. And at that time, there were not many blue belts around. It wasn't like now, you know, you can find black belt teachers who are quite good. Um, but you know that's when I got interested in it. But at that time, I didn't really, because for one, the training wasn't that great. Because if you think about it, um, like imagine you was a blue belt, just like you. So you started training, you started teaching when you were like upper level white belt. Then you became a blue belt, and you started your own school. I mean, you're gonna be, you're not gonna be that great, right? You think right, about right, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so you're gonna practice shit out of those scissor sweeps, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, but that's like, so like. From a like chronological standpoint, mm-hmm. that's the jujitsu scene in Jamaica in 2000, 2010? 2000, in, yeah. In at that point, so so after I finished college, I went back to Jamaica for med school. Okay. At that time, there was still no regular jujitsu, um, jujitsu. Um, you know, there was no. There, I couldn't just go and practice jujitsu somewhere. It just wasn't. That, it wasn't really, that popular. Not available. No, because I, I, w- I went back in like 2008, and the people who would kind of sort of teach it or give you you know you'd have a place to roll but it wasn't like i was going to be getting you know good technical advancement at that time now it's much much different because um you know there's a mma league in jamaica right now um that's coming up and they're hosting intermittent intermittent um, bjj tournaments and stuff like that so it's, it's much different now but like 10 years ago now nah, it wasn't it wasn't that so when i was back when i when i went back for medical school I kind of took up boxing and I kind of didn't grapple very consistently for maybe like five, six, six, seven years. Yeah. Years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how long did you train jujitsu before you took up boxing? Before I took up boxing? Maybe one year, one and a half year consistently. 
What is the boxing scene in Jamaica? Say again? What's the boxing scene in Jamaica? Oh, it was going off, man. At that time, it was there was a there was um there were regular amateur fights. There was a show on television called The Contender that is still on. Um, so and is it is it like trained people or is it like no, no, tough man no, competition? Legit trained people. Okay, right, people that, are good, good. Right. and then they, they compete against people from other countries. Um, people coming from Mexico and South America to compete in, in the contender series. It's still going on right now. It's very popular. And the boxes are actually very, very good. Okay, Some right. of the guys I started as amateurs so like with. the bar fights. No, it's okay. definitely not. Some of the guys I trained with and, and you know, sparred with in amateur boxing are now pros and they've competed on that and they've oh, done quite awesome. well. Man, yeah, so yeah, for if sure. you had taken that route, is there a good chance you would have been a pro boxer? Instead? No, because I'm terrible at boxing. <laughs> I, am, yeah, I mean, maybe I... So I had maybe a total of five fights. I won five boxing, five boxing matches, matches, amateur matches. Yeah, I won only two of them. But like headgear. Yeah, headgear. Like um, Twelve ounce like gloves, regulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three three minute rounds. You know the usual. I, I don't remember the boxing organization that was uh, sanctioned it, but it's the same as the international standards. Okay. Yeah. So you you went to you switched to boxing for a little bit, stepped mm-hmm. away from jujitsu, mm-hmm. came back. Now there's a little bit more jujitsu scene. Yeah, you dive into it more. Yeah, exactly. So as soon as it came up, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! Let's um, let's jump right in." And there was a so there were there were some guys who were trying to start MMA and they were promoting MMA fights. So they were like, "Hey, you want to fight?" I was like, "Sure." So what is the familiarity of MMA in Jamaica at that time? Is it like because obviously the big boom of UFC in like '93 mm-hmm. and it becomes a sort of like fringe sport and now it's a mainstream sport. Where like how many years behind in Jamaica is MMA, jiu-jitsu, that sort of like combat culture? Mm-hmm. Well, in relation to America, so as the baseline. You mean right now or in 2010? It, when when you were in your level of development of jiu-jitsu. Oh, at, the, at that point, it was it was kind of fringe. It was like it was kind of weird. I mean, like, why would you hit this guy when he's on the ground? Just stand up and fight like men. Really? So there's <laughs> there's still that like. Pugilism, stand yeah. up. Oh, really? No, now there isn't. Now it's gone. Right, no, right, now, okay. but in in like two, as recently as 2010, 10 years ago, yeah, it was there. So they were like, "Why would you do this?" But I actually had a fight in twenty ten. Um, they were it's trying just, to, yeah. they were trying to um start a. They were trying to start a. When a, you a, say a fight, you're talking MMA. MMA fight, like it was at legit. At this point, you had five boxing matches. At this point, I had no. At this point, I may have had like two or three boxing matches by this point. And so then, was, what like, other like had you wrestled? Like what other? I hadn't wrestled. I had the year and a half of jujitsu, uh, and there was somebody who was teaching wrestling, so I was learning. I was learning wrestling at that point. Okay. Yeah. So. That fight, I got heel hooked in like two minutes and 27 Ooh. seconds. <laughs> was this the one that you got before like your exam in it, med school? Well, I mean, I had exams very frequently in medical school. But yeah, it was around that time. So, I, you know, I had like I had I was studying and then I was like, oh, let's go to, you know, the city and fight this dude and then come back and take the exam. <laughs> oh yeah, my it, was, God. it was it was it's kind of bizarre. But that so the guy was far, definitely far more prepared than I was, which is why. Because, he, OK, so d- do you know who he is? Like, like he hooked you in two minutes? Yeah, yeah. So he, he was actually he went on to be on the Ultimate Fighter, the show. No, did he really? Who is this guy? What's his name? Call him out right now. I, I, I can't. I don't remember. I can't. I can't say. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable with saying his name. I don't know. Um, but he yeah. He, so he ended up being a competitor. I don't know. I don't know if he ended up doing well, but he ended up. Okay, he was right. on the show. But he was on the show. The he Ultimate was on Fighter. the show. The what Ultimate season Fighter. he was on? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Some circa 2010. I, I don't know. But so that was kind of that was very interesting. But then you know I don't know if they couldn't fund the torn the um that particular league or whatever. But then that kind of died down, 
and I did a couple more boxing matches. Did you? So just heel hook wise, like mm -hmm. because heel hooks are a relatively new thing in the scene of jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Did you recognize it? I would did you recognize it now. I did. Oh, you know, like you mm -hmm. know, would you have? Obviously, you developed quite a bit. Your purple belt now mm -hmm. versus like a white belt. Like, what? Did you tap to pain? Did you tap to like fear? Like. Tell Wait, us about it that. wasn't Uriah Hall, was it? No, absolutely not. Okay. Uriah Hall is a monster, man. Okay. If well, I, I mean, he's Jamaican American. I'm yeah, like, I, I wouldn't have Randy forgot, Brown. I wouldn't have forgotten Randy Brown. Randy Brown is another monster. So I've met Randy Brown. Randy Brown is Osborne. Randy Brown is awesome. Uh, no. No. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, trust me. I don't think it's anybody. Keto Allen. No, no. No. You don't remember? By the way, this person is not Jamaican. You know, this person oh, came in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking. I mean, yeah, so this and, is like. And if I fought your international fight, I mean, yeah. So these guys came in from from overseas. So if oh, I had fought Uriah Hall or Randy Brown, I wouldn't forget these guys' names. I mean, these guys. <laughs> yeah, like, these guys. I lost are, that guy. These guys are legends. I would be at every. I would be at every UFC. Sh every. <laughs> I'll be there at every fight they were fighting. I say, look, I know that guy. He beat me up in 2010. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But I've, I've met I've met Randy Brown. He he um. So at the gym I was training in in Kingston. He came by a couple of times a year because you know. So what what type of gym were you training? Was it a boxing gym, a jujitsu gym, a an MMA gym? Like what what exactly was so, the what was the thing there? It started off as a kung fu gym, but then they later kind of just switched to MMA completely. So it's like so we'd be wrestling on these mats and there'd be swords. <laughs> awesome. There'd be swords all around, <laughs> and you know, and you know. Um, Chinese writing on the walls and all this other stuff, but the 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 the, the head coach is very MMA, like he's okay, legit, cool. you know. So, but he was a kung fu guy. No, he was a kung fu he guy. Was, he was, and then he later became a full MMA guy, oh, okay. or he all incorporated right. the kung fu into MMA in as much as that's possible, you know. So, like you had mentioned, like at one point I joined a kung fu school, right? Like, mm -hmm. and that was like new, and it was like the thing, the transition from kung fu and sort of traditional martial arts to adopting full-on basically mma mm -hmm. was a relatively short amount of time yep right like yep but so it was made easy because the kung fu wasn't particularly useful so actually so before i before i left before i went <laughs> neo would be so pissed <laughs> yeah he would be right. i know kung fu <laughs> yeah he'd be like nah not very nah so i, I had gone I, I had moved to like boston um the year after i finished college before i went back to medical school oh. And I, Boston, yeah. Places. And I picked up, so I went to a legit, legit, um, legit, um, legit like MMA school. Call him out, dude. Yeah, like, give him a shout out. Um, Sitya Tang, Sitya Tang, um, really? Boston. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, the what's his name? Um, you know everybody. How the guy. I don't know him. I know well, who he is. Mark um, Delagrati. Yeah, Delagrati. Yeah, the, the guy who trained Kenny Florian. Yeah, yeah. Really? He knows me. So you can you train a Del? Oh wow. Kenny okay. Florian has has armbarred me on more than one occasion. Oh, Whoa! Uh, name dropping. Are actually are, Joe Solo. I see, I, you know what's funny is I I saw a guy. Uh, so I'm gonna leave this guy nameless because I don't want to call him out. But he's not someone that's affiliated with the gym. Yeah. But he's someone I've I've met through my travels, and he, I guess he has a gym. And I saw that, you know, and I've seen this before. It's like they advertise who who they've rolled with, and when I actually thought about it, it's like. I know a lot of people that could probably claim that they've rolled with a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily good at jujitsu. It just means that they're on it the mat. It means that you're on the mat at like, the same like, time, right? you, Or you could take a lot of seminars, too. Like, mm -hmm. imagine if you just took That's, a bunch of seminars. Like, oh, I'm, I'm no Buchecha, Gordon Ryan. Like, I've been on the mats with 
all these guys where yeah. you paid for a fucking and that's that's a traditional martial arts thing right like that I mean not to go super like mm-hmm. fucking like inside baseball but like the JKD community like there's like JKD where you're like I'm collecting certificates of like who I've trained with and like what techniques I've learned um, and there's JKD of like I'm fucking fighting right so like that's a clear difference and like sort of like branch between the two at this point um so you you've got an armbar by Kenny Florian? Yeah, or I mean, wait, did that like? Or he was teaching, so he was basically in the gym all the time because he was he was preparing yeah, for his fight. Point, yeah, 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 and he would you know, so if he needed a training partner, or if he needed somebody to roll with or whatever, and there were other guys who were in there as well. I mean, I don't want to keep name dropping. Oh, so probably <laughs> but, uh, yeah. do it. Uh, do what's it. his name? The guy, so, uh, the, the, the Irish the, hand grenade. Yeah, Marcus Davis. Marcus Davis. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. He's from Bangor, Maine. He's an hour away from where I grew up. And Marcus Davis. Guy, uh, yeah. you, you sparred with him? Yeah, I did, man. Oh. Jorge Rivera. I sparred Jorge, Jorge Rivera. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. What awesome. about uh, who's the guy with the the ears that come out that that oh, finishes? Oh, uh, Lozon. Yeah, Joe Lozon. J- no, so Joe Lozon was in Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I never actually. I'm sorry, met. I'm not hip with the scene. He's like, yeah. oh, he was at Bridgewater. So, but <laughs> sorry, but this, this is an anti gym. No, no, no. <laughs> this is very specific to like 2008 Boston. But but so Joe Lozon, like his name was around, and then because so I would be I'd be going to to MMA fights in the region as well, and Joe Lozon and Dan Lozon to, would be to there. watch or to, to fight? watch to watch, and guys from my gym would be competing as well. So I'd be you know there supporting. Why didn't uh, you compete? So, because I was, I was pretty new at this point. So, I was pretty new. And, you had and five fights, dude. No, 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 no. So, you got the, you got the, you got the timeline wrong. This is in 2008. This is before I went, I went oh, back. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, before yeah. you went back. Okay. Before I went back. So, yeah, no. I, so, I, your first... So, to get the timeline right, mm-hmm. you first started with Kung Fu yep. in Jamaica. Yep. Then they converted... Or did you go to Boston? No, no, no. So then you went to Boston. And I went to Boston. And then, then when you came back, they'd converted more to MMA style. No, 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 no. So the Kung Fu was not in Jamaica. This is where it gets very confusing. I did college in the U.S. in Connecticut. Oh. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So Connecticut. What in Connecticut. Yeah. Shout out to Michelle Sanchez, who is now in, in Connecticut <laughs> right now. Sanchez. Yeah. So that's where I did college. And during that time, I picked up Kung Fu. That was not useful. At that. that was the Kung Fu that was not useful. How long did you Kung and that was Fu in Connecticut. before you made the so branch? Four years. Four years. Because that's, that's how long. four years of Kung Fu? That's how long college is, right? Wow. So four yeah, years. That's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So four years of Kung Fu. Where the hell did this dog come from? <laughs> Victor. Uh, so... So, yeah, four years of went. Then I went and did the year of like Muay oh, Thai, right, right. kind of MMA intro, kind of jiu-jitsu intro, right? But I, I, so a lot of the sparring with these guys was near the end of the year when I was getting decent, you know? So, and then after I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be awesome. If I keep doing this, I had to go back to Jamaica, which was, you know, kind of a bummer for me at the time because then I couldn't kind of continue this high-level martial arts training. And, and that's when then I picked up the boxing and then later, because that's, that's basically what was available. That's what was available. Okay, exactly. Right, exactly. So Which, I mean, like, it's a good tool to add to your toolbox. So then at exactly. that point, what happened? Because there's an MMA fight that comes in here. So. Yeah, so, that's when, so the MMA fight happens in maybe in, like, third year of medical school. Where, wow. I, I'm, where I'm just, You're like... You're in medical school doing MMA fights? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we... So that, that's, so that, that was it. So we'd, I'd be studying. We'd have exams. I'd be like, well, there's this fight that you can do. And then in, in Montego Bay, I was like, sure, why not? Let's go do it. <laughs> this is an amateur MMA fight. Am- no, this was a pro MMA fight, oh. which I did not you know. Get which I did not know at the time. Yeah, I boy. I did not know at the Wait, time. So you took a fight. Do you have a pro card? Like, what is the sanctioning button? Like, what is the I have no really? idea. But if you look it up on Sure Dog, it's there. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, right oh, yeah. That's so awesome. 
Okay, go on, go on, go on. So it's kind of ridiculous. So I it's super ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 just generally terrible. But then that caused some problems for me later when <laughs> I was, Van Gale, huh? Yeah. Your dog. When sure. I when I so when I was trying to get amateur fights later, it caused a major problem because then now I'm have this pro thing and I'm like, oh my god, this is kind of ridiculous. I can't get amateur fights. This is not not cool. Yeah, because you know? you're yeah you've because I'm a pro. But then at the same that time, sucks, dude. Yeah, at the same time, I've been in the ring for two minutes and twenty seven seconds or whatever, and got heel hooked. So clearly, I'm not very dangerous, you know. I mean, just going, but going off the fight information. I found it. Okay, so I got you on topology, uh, and he's got I've you. I've got you on sure dog here. Ryan Williams. Doug Sparks. Doug Sparks, yeah. That's oh, that it. was the amateur. That was, no, that was the pro. Doug that Sparks was, was a pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's why it's on. Yeah. And this guy is 7-2, and two, and his last fight was on Tough Enough. I'll be damned. Tough Enough? What the hell is that? No, excuse me. I said tough enough. Um, I, it's tough. The ultimate fighter. There you uh, go. See where Doug Sparks is right now. He's team hoedown, which sounds so Midwestern. And in fact, well, it he's seems from like Indiana. he's retired. It seems like he's retired. Nickname, Seven and two. Nickname, Ant in the Pants. Ants in the Pants. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Dude, I remember this guy. Actually, I, this is his face. Look. I, I think I I've seen. I, don't, I, I stopped ultimate fighter at a certain amount of time. So what, um, this was a hobby for you? Did you ever think like, man, like I'm really good at this. Let's pursue this as a career. Like, like fuck medical school. Like, like, no, I mean, no, I didn't because I mean, if you think of like being in medical school, you kind of have to dedicate all of your time to it just to like survive. So, so when, so hang on to, I want to compare this to Mike cause mm-hmm. we just talked to Mike and he didn't have any fight. How often were you training going into your MMA fight? How many times a week? Close to every day. Okay. Yeah, close to every Mike day. was training twice a week. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> crazy. That's, yeah, <laughs> you haven't gotten to the episode yet, so spoilers. Yeah, okay. I'm not, that's not but, something but that, It's yeah. dropped by now. When people listen to this episode, the mic will have <laughs> yeah, already so dropped. We're reversing in time, but... Um, okay, so then... So you're like, an all-or-nothing guy. Like, I'm going to pursue this or I'm not going to pursue this. Yeah, yeah, If exactly. not, it's a hobby. So now yeah. trace us from there... Mm-hmm to ultimately landing here in Orlando and training at ATT Orlando. All right, so from there, so this fight was probably in like 2010, right? So I did a couple boxing Jesus matches. Christ, man. I did a couple <laughs> boxing matches, right? And then I, I graduated medical school, started working, right? At that time, kickboxing was now coming. Boxing was still very popular, but I wasn't really doing boxing anymore just because of, um, I, I, I'm not sure entirely why, um, probably busy. But then they had kickboxing matches. They were like, oh, let's do a kickboxing match. Had you ever trained kickboxing in Muay Thai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so, the, so after Kung leaving, so after leaving, after, you know, those boxing matches, the Kung Fu school in Jamaica kind of went full MMA. So I joined up at that point and I was training pretty regularly. So when this, and then, you know, all the time I got to medical school, started working. And I remember they had a fight. They were like, I was like, what's the date for the fight? And they told me the date, and I was like, man, I'm on call the night before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is awesome. So I was on, so I was at this time I was working at the pediatric hospital. I was on call the night before. I did the call. I think I slept oh like two God. or three hours or some, something like that. Oh, so you did get called in. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So at, the, at that point, I was an intern. So at that point, I, had, I was there. I was at the hospital for 24 mm. hours. So I was there the whole time. But they had beds, and you could sleep for two or three sure. hours. So I slept for two or three hours. Went after this is, this is like a better Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> this like, is this awesome. <laughs> and then and then I went to the fight. So I had slept for like two or three hours. Probably was dehydrated. I don't know. Drank a bunch of water. Went to the fight. Won the fight. <laughs> went back the home. Myth. Went, went, <laughs> went back home. Went to sleep, and then went to work the next day. If oh I was on like, if I was on like a Wednesday or something like that. 
How'd you win? Uh, no, it was so he get, he stopped. He quit in the second round. Um, so I, that's a TKO. I caught, TKO, yeah. yeah. I caught him with like a head kick, and then he and then he and stopped. This is a kickboxing. Kickboxing. Match. It was, okay, well, it was right. the Sancho. It was a Sancho fight, so we we're allowed to do takedowns. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah. So there's Sancho in Jamaica. Oh, yes. So the Kung Fu. School, so you remember? You know, I'm sure you know the association between Kung Fu and Sancho or Sanda. Yeah. yeah so Sanda. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 um when that when the kung fu school was coming to mma like sanda was one of their kind of middle steps like that's their like that's their that's their like that's the, their sparring the, the yeah functional so when they spar exactly exactly so they kind of organized the tournament and they had people from all over jamaica i mean so i fought this guy won, and then went back to work the following day so just out of curiosity because i think of jamaica as like not a hotbed for martial arts as you sort of like alluded to like where are the like? It's a kung fu school. Is a choi lei fud or whatever the hell it is? No, no, <laughs> so, no I, so, I, I, I think so. I think there's a, there's some confusion here. So the kung fu school I trained that is that I said was not very useful. That was in Connecticut. Oh, I'm that's sorry. In Connecticut. Uh, I apologize. guy. Yeah, yeah. That's a different. That's okay, a different right. place. So in, the, Jam in Jamaica. In Jamaica. Yeah. So there there is a kung fu school, but by the time I trained there, they were kind of doing more MMA. Okay. So like, where is like? The guy who was like, for example, a white belt who was teaching you jujitsu and was a blue belt. He was in I Connecticut. That was when I was in college. Was in Conne oh in my college. gosh! Okay, I'm yeah. I'm totally mixed up. Yeah. So the timeline is kind of kind of messy. What um, so like, where is the like, sort of like internal development of like MMA in Jamaica? It's, and how much of it is like outside influence and like sort of like I don't want to play the lineage game, mm -hmm. but like how much of it is like. Randy scientific Brown. process we've like determined what works mm -hmm. based upon these parameters versus how much of it is like outside influence mm. that's an interesting question i think a lot of it is going to be outside influence just because you know in jamaica we kind of culturally import a lot from north america u.s and canada okay. um because we watch a lot of television cable netflix all that stuff and you know ufc is going to be on tv and, you know, people see it working. And then you have guys like um, Uriah Hall, who he was born in Jamaica, but then he immigrated. Um, Randy Brown, similar story. So, Jovan Gale, also right. similar story. <laughs> right. Purple so, Belt. So, you know, so, and so th that's kind of when the influence builds. And then people who are in, in martial arts, traditional martial arts, like Taekwondo is semi-popular in Jamaica. Kung Fu is semi-popular in Jamaica. And then they start to see, you know, the, the success of MMA, then they kind of want to compete as well. So it kind of, all of that kind of just fosters uh, the growth of MMA in Jamaica. So, so how did you get into ATT Orlando? All right, so... I finished, so I finished medical school in Jamaica, and I feel like I need so to. So the myth of Jovan <laughs> grows in in Jamaica. He's on, you know, he's on call, gets two hours of sleep, wins a fight, goes to sleep a little more, work. and then goes to work again. <laughs> so it's actually, and the second, so the second fight I did, this was actually an amateur fight, which was after the pro, which is just bizarre. You did an amateur fight after, after being the pro. pro. It was bizarre. So <laughs> like, I, I told the promoter, I was like, dude, I had this one fight with this guy. It's two minutes twenty seven seconds. I haven't fought since. Um, I can't be fighting pros because you know whatever or do you have any amateurs who are willing to accept this fight he was like yeah sure so at this time i was working again <laughs> and if i was on a weekend in trinidad so <laughs> oh, so my whole goal was to like because i had to come back to work on monday i left on i left on friday i had to come back on monday so my whole goal was like don't get my face busted up because <laughs> i have to come back to work so I went to Trinidad, armed the guy, not a scratch on my face, and then came yeah! back. Yeah! 
jujitsu. <laughs> I went to work. So by that time, I was training jujitsu pretty regularly. Now, the jujitsu I was training was at that same Kung Fu come MMA place and in Jamaica. And where is he getting his knowledge base from? That's a good question. I will ask him next time I see him. Which he was, is no, a blue, was he a blue not, belt? Not disparaging. Was he this guy that you said there was a blue no, belt? No, no, no. Two different guys. So, so look. So the guys in Jamaica who was training, like I love that guy's, that guy's awesome. Right. Um, so anything he taught me a lot. In fact, he's probably responsible for almost all of my mixed martial arts development in Jamaica at that okay. time. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I shouldn't ask him where he got his knowledge from. I know that the person. I mean, the YouTube era is. It possibly what like, belt was he when he was training? You? So he so he did, he he wasn't a gi. He didn't he know he he was oh. all no gi. So there was okay, no okay, belt. Okay. So when I came here, had I you had, ever worn a gi? I probably like once. Or twice. Okay, so yeah. you're they primarily no doing gi. no gi. Oh, no gi, yeah. Primarily no gi, guys. So when I came here, I was all, all of my experience was no gi. The gi was very shocking to me. I'm like, why can't I wiggle out of this? This guy, is, <laughs> this is not fair. He has a handle. You know? so, yeah, so that's, so that's kind of where that, where that started with and what that went into. So while I was doing all that, I was also taking the exams to come here and do residency. Right? So did those, did, did those exams, passed the exams, came here, right? To start residency at UCF, right? Uh yeah, UCF or like like no no whatever. Yeah, UCF. Um, UCF sponsored it. They sent us medical like, city. Whatever yeah, exactly, yeah. send us to all kinds of places, right? So, and this was what three years ago. It's so, yeah, 2017. 2017. Okay. Two years. Yeah, three. So, year, yeah, three. Jesus, 2020. Yeah. So and then so basically all I did was I got here. I'm like, well, I got to train because you can't come somewhere and not train. So I Google images my home address and then I search nearby and see all these places. <laughs> Tried with a couple. So you tried a couple? Yeah, I tried a couple. Oh, I, 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 don't, oh I love this <laughs> part. Like, All right. Name, name. <laughs> yeah, don't, I don't, 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 don't want to talk any smack or you know, disparage anybody. But I, would, like, I went somewhere and they'd be like, I don't like this kind of training. It's not very... It's, it's not for you. Exactly. Okay. It's not right. for me. Then, there you go. Okay, there so then go. I came here and I was like, oh, it's lit. This is nice. Awesome. I'm going to come here and I'm going to train. And then, Who did you first roll with? Here? Um, it's a good question. I remember Akib because Akib was a blue belt at the time. <laughs> I don't know if Akib was the first person I rolled with, but yeah, he was a blue belt at the time. And so I, was, I rolled with Akib. I rolled with man, I can't remember. I can't remember actually. This, this was, was in a gi. This was in a gi. So you had a fresh white fresh, belt. White belt. You know all yeah. this, all this very these grips. I didn't understand. People were doing all kinds of crazy things to me. I was like, what is this? I can't wiggle out of this. I can't like limp arm out of this and then you know, go behind and do all this other wrestling stuff. Uh, so going actually from no gi to gi, do you enjoy, I mean, you train a lot of gi. Yeah, I train a lot. So I, now I train more gi than no gi just you, because you like that's it how. Or just because it's what's available? Well, I, come, it's a come, I think it's, so I, because it was what's available, I did it more, but now gi is awesome. No gi is also awesome. So, yeah, right. Okay, you know? yeah, there's no moral component. Like you just, mm. what do you enjoy, right? Like, yeah, you just do whatever is available. You just do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so like, I, I have to go back to this now. <laughs> you're the first person and just speaking of in terms of motivation purely motivation you're the first person to ever say hold up give me 10 to 20 minutes to warm up which is <laughs> it's it's your thing I, I get it right to go hit the bags before the podcast yeah and no, obviously no. <laughs> you have a lot of goals in mind you have you're very regimented mm-hmm. you seem to be the least likely person that has any issues with motivation Man. what do you what do you hope to achieve from martial arts i really so that's a very good question right so man 
so it's like it goes back to watching those to watching Dan Char- Dan Wilson and um, Michael Dudikoff, David Bradley, all those old guys, <laughs> wait, right? Wait, wait, hang on, David Bradley, what is this? That's American Samurai, isn't it? Ah, uh, I can't remember. No, no, American Samurai is Tom Cruise, isn't it? No, wait, no, no, no. Sorry, that's the last Samurai. That's the last Samurai. Yeah, no, David Bradley. I don't remember what the name I, of his movies, but he was in. Yeah, oh, he was in the later. American Ninja. Yeah, he was yeah, late, yeah, he later American Ninja. after him, yeah, Michael exactly, exactly. We so, are such nerds. Yeah. So, but these guys, so these guys are all unbeatable. Like, they, they walk into a bar surrounded by enemies casually and just be, just kick everybody's ass. So, they never have to worry about anything, right? So, in that, so in that kind of situation, I'm like, I, I want to I want to learn martial arts so I'll be protected or be, be able to protect myself from everything, right? Or I won't, have to, I won't have to worry about people kicking my ass because then I'll be very capable in martial arts, right? So that kind of, so when I first got the chance, this is when I was 17 in Connecticut starting Kung Fu, I was like, I'm going to be fully dedicated to this and that's what's going to motivate me. The problem came, and then, so, and, oh, oh, and then oh. yeah. Then, what, what bar did you walk into? No, 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 and I did not walk into, no, I'm a very non-confrontational guy. I have never been in a street fight in my life. Um, just on general principle, fights are not good. You either win and then the other guy, come, you get hurt. And you either win and get hurt, or you win and don't get hurt, and the other guy comes back and tries to kill you. It's, all, it's, it's terrible. It's, there's no good there's that no comes good. from street fighting, exactly. by the way. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a bad idea. Avoid it at all costs. People have said horrible things to me, and I've walked away just because I can't be bothered with that kind of risk. I don't need that in my life. But so, and so, and then later, you have more, more, more recent guys like Jason Bourne. You're like, oh, I want to be like Jason Bourne. But... It takes a long time to realize that Jason Bourne is not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. wow, that, that. No, but you, you, so you think about it, you're like, I'm going to be a badass and I'm going to be, you know, invincible. But then no one is invincible. And you think that's something you would understand when you become an adult, but you don't. And I think a lot of people kind of carry vestiges of that. Like, you want to be the very best. But I mean, like, who is? Like, GSP is probably the most complete. GSP in his prime. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, he he's still a human, and if if I wanted to take out GSP, I would just whack him on the head with a bottle when he's not looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It it just it, it, it there's no that, that's not a that's not a that's not a good goal. That's not a way to judge yourself by anymore. So but then, like, can I beat this guy up? Yeah, exactly. Like, we're, we're exactly we're evolved past exactly that, right? like Preci- culturally precisely. And, yeah. But then so but then if you think but then this was my motivation for a very very long time. Like I got to be the baddest I can be. I got to be you know unstoppable. Like if anyone messes with me, I'm going to be able to take him down. But I didn't, I, didn't actually, I didn't actually realize how silly that was until I was like in my mid to late 20s. And I was like, damn, so if that's not why I'm training martial arts, then what am I training martial arts for? You know, like what is, what is if, it's self, if, it's, if it's about self-defense first and foremost, but then you realize that it's really, it's not martial arts, you know, are actually probably not that good for self-defense, meaning it's much better than nothing. But what you want to do is not be in a position where you have to fight somebody in the first place. You know what does Henry say? Ninety nine percent of all fights are a hundred percent avoidable. Is that <laughs> true? That, well, I mean, that, that's, 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 that's what Henry. That's Henry's speech. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't. I don't know if, if I don't know if all fights are avoidable. And I would much if I'm if I have to get into a fight, I'm very. I would be, you know I would really appreciate it's knowing truly martial arts. At that point, right? But like, yeah, it's really a problem. But if but if you're in that situation where you have to fight, then it's already already very very desperate, and you want to avoid that. You know, and then think about it. Like, if you're gonna be fighting, if you get jumped by four guys, how much martial arts do you need to know to to, to be able to you beat up four the, guys? The best track athlete in the world, exactly. Like to be, yeah. I mean, if so, if the three of us in here jump GSP right now, 
I don't like his chances at all. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you go saying. first, Jovan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. what so I'm saying. I'll, so, I'll, I'll crouch behind him. Yeah, Jovan, you go first. Yeah, so, so, but there's limits. And then you, if you think about them, you realize that these limits are rather obvious. And that if you spend all your time trying to be a badass and you're not going into a cage to fight and demonstrate it in, a, in, a, you know, in an arena where you can actually use it and it will be beneficial to you, then what are you really training for? Right. What, and what are you really training for? Exactly. Then, and then that's when the motivation comes in. But you know, there's many, many of other, many, there's many other things. So, like I've been in medicine for a long time, right? And it's kind of the same thing. Um, have you so from like just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. out of right into college, mm-hmm. have you always been like, I want to be a doctor? Yeah, yeah. I've always. Oh, been, you have, yeah. Okay. I've never. I don't. I haven't entertained any other. Um, yeah, I haven't entertained in any other careers really. Um, maybe at what point did you know you wanted to be a, a doctor? I was like ten, man. It was, it was, man, you're one of those kids. What do you want to be when kids. I grow up? Yeah, and no, 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 no marine biologist. No, nah, I mean, no like marine biologist. No, no astronaut. Or an no, architect. Really? No soldier. None of that stuff. Yeah. At, at this point, I, Javon, congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. At, well, sir, about time. Yeah. Take it easy, brother. Yeah. And at this point. I'm kind of like looking at myself. I'm like, hmm, I should have thought about other areas to go into, maybe engineering, you know, et cetera. But, yeah. um, but you know, it is what it is. And I, I kind of, I like this career. But, but going back to what I was saying, there's lots of similarities between martial arts and life, like, in, especially in medicine. It's, it's, in fact, it's very, very similar to medicine because at least studying medicine. There's things that you learn and if you don't use them, then you forget them. You have to learn them again. So that's the first thing. Like, I'll come in here and I'll learn berimbolo. And I'll be like, oh, I can do this. And then I don't do it in six months. And I'm like, what? And then I come back six months. And I'm like, what the hell is a berimbolo? Yeah, you know? Face planting. Exactly. Right? And it's like, it, me today. Yeah. And it's the same thing. You will learn about some rare condition in medicine. Then you'll forget about it. Then you totally forget that you learned about this before. And it takes constant effort to keep kind of practicing, learning, re updating. Um, so, jujitsu for me kind of puts me in that frame of mind where I'm able to just learn something forget it and learn it again without becoming frustrated uh, so something that just struck me as interesting is you said specifically jujitsu have you any more aspirations to do kickboxing fights mma fights or are you like all in on jujitsu right now i mean that's a good question because you know one we're all getting older like no i mean no i mentioned we're born in 1985 i know that I mean, i'm 82 <laughs> so, here so you know i mean and you know mma fighting is kind of a young man's game sort of um, and plus, you know, with the current schedules, I probably don't have the the time to train to have a six week fight camp and then Desire, cut weight. Though. I mean, I would, I totally would get back in there and fight again. Would you yeah. really? I would. But then, if you think about it, it's you're a doctor. Don't CTE, bro. Yeah, that's what, well. So that's the other thing as well. Oh man, that's another can of worms. So CTE is one of those things where I'm not a neurologist, but the evidence for it is it's like one of those things where you can kind of there's a parallel between CTE developing and other things like, like for example, PTSD. So PTSD is one of those things that wasn't known about at the time of the Vietnam War, even World War II, or even World War I. But if you go back and look at the writings of people who fought in World War I or II, those guys had PTSD yeah. by current standards. They call it shell shock. They call it shell shock, right? Oh, exactly. I know what you're thinking of. You're yeah. thinking of the whole Carlin thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, the whole car thing. Yeah, so these, this, is, this is evolving and it's coming up. And it's kind of the same with CTE. Um, 
and people say things like you know MMA you take less it's safer, it's safer than boxing. because yeah because you take less blows to the head and the fight stop and I'm like dude <laughs> there is no evidence to support any of this and just thinking about it from a, like a physiological standpoint there is really there is no reason why I would think that MMA fighters would be any more um, exempt from CTE than boxers but then again I'm not a neurologist furthermore there was this other study that was published saying that soccer players have a higher risk of um of dementia of early dementia um, because of heading the because soccer. of heading the ball all the time and all they're doing is heading a ball and that and i play soccer from- I, I don't play soccer how how hard is it when you're heading a ball versus taking like a like a right cross oh it's not hard. man taking a right cross is infinitely worse okay. i mean you you act you will attack the ball and try to head it like that's how <laughs> nobody attacks a right cross and like i'm gonna head it <laughs> yeah, like, no okay, you will attack the ball you will you will want to you know yeah, put you're your hitting head like, it like optimal like exactly that sort of, okay. all that stuff so you're you're, you're you know it's you're, still bad for you and it apparently so again but this is low quality evidence low quality evidence ooh, ooh. Low Ooh, call them out. Go ahead. Yeah. So I don't. So the study wasn't like definitive from what I've superficially looked at. I didn't look at it in great detail. But the point that I'm making is that you can't then go ahead and say that um, MMA is less likely to cause CTE than boxing because you really you have no evidence. You have a theory, which I mean everybody you have has a narrative. But you, you have don't a narrative. Have exactly. You have a story, but you don't have any evidence. You don't have any. You don't have even have any good physiological. Um, reason to say so what's the worst injury you've suffered while training while training I've been very lucky Um, the worst injury I've suffered I rolled my ankle once Um, oh oh, wow that's the worst (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I yeah I have I've been very lucky I haven't knock on wood yeah yeah knock on wood I've been very lucky I haven't had many bad injuries okay so how how much of that is just your success in grappling Mm -hmm. how much of that is also you know when to tap how much of that is like you do, you let your ego go and like that sort of thing? Like, oh, I, I mean, these are very like sort of rhetorical questions, but a lot of it is knowing when to tap. Like, I don't take any chances. Somebody puts me in a heel hook or I tap out. There's no point in because you look is one of those things where you know you you, you don't want to take like you, you tear you tear a ACL, PCL, or LCL, whatever in your leg, you tear anything in your knee, you have trouble walking and driving your stick shift for the next six weeks. You don't need that kind of risk. You can just tap and start so, over. So, you, know? you know, it's funny. I was listening. To, if you listen to the latest Keenan, uh, like the, the mapper, the mapper with Lachlan, yeah, Keenan actually talks about he used to fight out of heel hooks and he feels like he had this one get out of jail free card where he was in a deep heel hook and he twisted and he felt his entire kneecap shift and then snap back into place. And at that point, he was like, okay. And he's like, there's no ligament damage. He, he was fine. But at that point, he said, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, like he, so he, he felt vulnerable. He, he, felt, right, he right. felt vulnerable at that point. It would be like, it would be like Nikki. Like, Nikki, to me, oh, is yeah, like, is Arkeen and Cornelius. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, super flexible. He's Gumby. I had him, I had his knee pointed in a way that made, made no sense. I had him like in a 50-50, and he was trying to come up on me. And I just kept pulling his heel closer to my head while his knee was going closer to his hip. And, and I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, are you sure? Like, this looks painful. So, okay, so as a training partner, I would have just let go. I would have let go as well. <laughs> right? Like, I, I mean, like, I would have let go as I well. I ask man. one time if they say yes, and I still feel as though, like, this is potential for injury. I let go. I let go. It's not worth it to me. I don't want it to me. I don't want to be the reason why this somebody exactly, else gets right? injured. A minor of all people. Yeah. I don't um, want to be, yeah. Today, so I, I, was, I was going with Andrew today, and 
we were in 50-50. I had an inside heel hook and he had an outside heel hook. And I That's was like, not 50-50. No, no, it was 50-50. So it was. So it's hard to Wait do. a minute. Do we need to actually get into this position right <laughs> no, now? No, it's easy to No, it, trust me. It's easy. So we started in 50-50. He, and his inside, his heel pops yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, his but, is obvious. Right so there. I'm protecting my inside heel. Yeah. So my outside heel is exposed. That's not a heel hook, though, because your knee's not secured. We, ex- so his knee, my knee's not secure, but, but yeah, his he is. doesn't yeah, have a heel. He's just, he's just wrenching so on his ankle. Yeah, so, but then, so, but he does have my, my ankle in a heel hook position. And I'm just like, hmm, let's pause for a minute and study this position. Twist, let me see how far you can go. Slowly. And I was like, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Look what I got. And I was, he was like, oh, yeah, yours is different and much more dangerous, right? So I think oh, that, that's, that's mindful Scientific training. method yeah. here. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm curious about, can he finish this? But I don't want to crank. And I don't want, I don't want him cranking me to make, my adren- to make me have an adrenaline spike. And then I twist him. And then, you right, know. Right. And then you both are injured. Exactly. Terrible, so, right? Exactly. So, I mean, heel hooks. Or comedic. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or comedic. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So any of that stuff, any dangerous stuff, man, is, you know, I just leave it alone because at the end of the day, we've got to walk out here and then go back to work, man, you know. It's, I'm glad that yeah. you're mature enough to understand. Yeah, I, none of that stuff I play with, I don't even, yeah, I don't, I don't take any chances, especially with leg locks. You know, like my, my New Year's thing, New Year, New Me, I'm kidding. But my New Year's resolution is kind of like, you know, understand leg locks a little bit more. But I just, I'm not going to be cranking any So would you be interested in a intro to leg locks class? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I might have to do this. All right. <laughs> I might have to do I this. Would, I would take yeah. that. I mean, like, I, I, I'm the first to tap when it comes to a leg yeah. lock. But I, I tap very early. Like, if I, if I, like I allow myself one escape. Like, if I, can't, if I can't stop what you're doing and clear the knee line, then I'm tapping. That's it. So if, if, if you're twisting and I can't stop you from twisting, I'm tapping. If I've stopped you from twisting but I can't clear my knee line, I'm tapping. Because at some point, like, you have my legs and I can't clear my knee. Yeah, you're it, trying to twist and then something happens and then you get my hand up and then now you twist and now I'm in trouble. Yeah, so, so right. I, you know, the, it's interesting because I've thought about this and I'm by no means an expert. But I feel like the guys that are good at leg locks uh, professionally, one of two things happens. Either... They don't really fuck around with late escapes, like well, you po- never like pointing like like like, like pointing the, like pointing the toes and slipping like finding ways creative ways to slip the heel. Once they uh, if they have a bite on your heel, actually figuring out a way to slip it. because yeah, I think we we generally agree like, and if I were to like this this class were to come forward, the big thing my goal would be to like get everyone safe so that they know when they're in trouble and when to tap, and. And that way, anybody could go and potentially heel hook them, and they would they would protect themselves because they'd know what the danger zone is. But they're guys that you know you'll get the heel, and they won't, and they'll try to slip it somehow. But the point is, they either tap early like a Lachlan. Like I don't think Lachlan messes around. With, well, he's a, he's a physical therapist. Yeah, he's a he physical therapist. The or you Gordon Ryan it, and you tear your ACL. But he didn't do it. Tear, he didn't tear his ACL having that happen to him, right? Like he, I thought it was a heel. Program. I think he... The guy well, fell he, on him or something? Yeah, well, he was trying to sweep that gigantic guy, right? Like, and he fucked up his MCL. Oh, Isn't that I, what it was? And then, actually, Lachlan did an entire, like, this is why... I don't like this knee angle because yeah, it puts yeah, too much like, pressure on yeah, the so knee. Yeah, so he's like, I prefer this, right? Like, and so, uh, like, a Z-guard, okay. right? Like, and if, if, I, if we're talking about the same thing. I guess my point is, like... I encounter a lot of grapplers that have fucked up their knee because they play the game. So it's like they either play the game and they really fuck themselves up or they play the game and they're super – there's no middle ground. It's like they're either – 
they all in and there's like I'm just going to attribute out or but it, so isn't that the beauty of jiu-jitsu right like or the ideal of jiu-jitsu rather is like exactly what you had talked about Jovan you said I, the recognition is there you're like you have control of my hip via your your knees being above my knee line or you don't Mm-hmm. You're right. right? Like exactly. That, that, that's that's the, the gist of it. Exactly. Know, because yeah. I'm good. You know, you want to attack the joint, so you control the joint above it, right? Like that's, exactly. That's yeah. The gist of it. Mm-hmm. And I know you're gonna hate this, Noah. Matt Thornton states, right? right? Like there's 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 early, there's late, and there's very late in terms of escapes, right? Like yeah. So one of the beauties of jiu-jitsu is, I think, and I think it's a, a sort of like sensitivity that you develop over just mat time is when you're in danger and when you're not in danger. And I think the problem comes and in where injuries happen is where people get a little bit too confident in yeah. that recognition. And they, they sit there and they go, oh, you know what? I can get out of this. Yeah. Like, because yeah. like what's, and as an instructor now, I've, I've been asked this a lot. How do I get out of this submission? Like, that's, that's you shouldn't be in that submission in the first place, right? Like, I agree, but I think, so I, I'm right now, if anyone goes with me, I'm all about super late armbar escapes. But but that's but that's like I'm all about super. On. Why though? Why? Why? Because I'm working on it. I think it's awesome. Like because so here's the thing. Somebody made this analogy, and you like, armbar me. And I was I was thinking about how you figured out to armbar me, and I realized what my back was on the ground. Like so yeah, but so no, that's like somebody made this. Somebody made somebody made this um, this analogy. He was like. Okay, so you know I'm gonna throw a right cross at you, yeah. right? You're gonna wait until it gets to your nose before you th- before <laughs> yeah, you think about slipping it. It doesn't make any sense. If I I could start on anybody, if I'd be like, okay, what's the starting position? I'd be like, okay, let me start on your back. Let me get my let me get my um, my grip in deep, and then you can now escape this rear naked choke after I've have it I've have it both hooks <laughs> in. It is, it, it, there's no point, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think like, it's cool with the limits. I think yeah. it's, I think it's relatively safe to to mess around with, and it's also it gets me very sensitive to, I know, like, there's basic, and if you really want to fuck around, you go back and forth, and you know if someone catches don't, you, don't do that. if someone catches you, then you're, you're done. But I also trust my training partners. I won't do that with, yeah, with certain yeah, training yeah, partners. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'll give them, like, if, that's true as if well. someone like Javon caught me, and I was like, oh, I'm done, and I tapped immediately. Now, I was going back and forth with my hand, trying to wiggle out or something, and then he caught, I tapped immediately. Now, if I didn't trust Jovan, Jovan as a training partner, number one, I probably wouldn't f around as much yeah, with going yeah, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah, and, um, but regardless, I will give him the credit for the tap and not put him in that awkward predicament of, all right, my my arm's fully extended and locked, what and now what do you do? Yeah, like what do you, you do? Know? Exactly. Just, what do you? I do? just let go. Yeah, exactly. So because you know, what? let's continue the role. Like, let, yeah. I have to work on my follow-ups to a failed armbar at that point. It, yeah. is my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. And there's, but, I mean, but the training partner has to give the submitter credit for the the submission and give them reinforcement, like you did a good job. That's yeah. a, you're asking a lot of like mind melding. But but he's kind of right though. But he's kind of right. For example, otherwise I'm thinking, did I really have the armbar? And that's why for me, when I'm doing late armbar escapes, I worry that people might. Release early thinking, oh, Noah's being a dick. Yeah. And he's not doing it. I'm actually, like, totally fine. I've got my arm at an angle where there's no pressure on my joint, you know? Yeah. Especially in the gi, because you can't see the arm. So it looks kind of weird when I do it. Like, I've seen people, like, do it. I'm like, people must be thinking I'm fucking crazy right now, you know? Because I've had it happen before where I kind of tried to power out of somebody's um, armbar and they let go. And I was like, bro, I'm sorry, you're right. I should have tapped to that because that, there's no point in me trying to... Pu- you obviously have at least you know, more than an 
80-90% chance of finishing the armbar if you wanted to. And I already messed up by letting you get to the position. And you already did a great job by getting me in that position. So I shouldn't have been trying so to power on, out of it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Th Let's move on. Th yeah. That's my opinion about yeah. things. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not a... Breaking pressure. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Make so, them tap. <laughs> I, I've noticed most guests we've had on our show so far, I think have put quite a bit of thought into their training, are very mindful of things, like, like literally what we're discussing right now. Mm. We need to have Eric on. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> have you always been this way, first off? And, or was there a point at which you were like, if I sort of like ego roll all the time, it's the, to my detriment? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it, 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 it wasn't a single point, it was more gradual. Um, it was somewhere between, like, somewhere after getting to the point where I'm like, I mean, you can't really be a badass. Like, the badass doesn't exist. You have to kind of find some other reason to, to keep rolling. And you know you, have, you derive all these other benefits from, you know, Because, I mean, arts. quite frankly, like, mm -hmm. Jovan, just based on your attributes alone mm -hmm. and your, like, your skill level, even, like, non-purple belt Jovan, you could probably hang with most, if not all, intermediate and high level competitors i yeah. mean like so like you had to make the conscious decision like i'm going to scale it back and become a i mean I, I, not to put a moral component mm -hmm. to it but a, like a better student right like where did was that because you're like i if i continue down this path like it'll mm -hmm. just lead to more injury or the cases or you're like i just love jujitsu this is what i want to do it's, you know? it's a combination of both and like you like i'm in i'm in it for the long game like if i'm gonna if, so if i'm gonna be coming in here and just trying to blast everybody or if i'm just gonna be trying to just dominate then one i'm not gonna be learning and two there's gonna be somebody who i won't be able to dominate and then at that point i wish i spent the last few years learning as opposed to just trying to dominate yeah how do you budget your intensity when it comes to rolling it dep I, depends i usually just go based off what the other person is doing which, you know, is... That's like escalation. It, it, it's like, yeah. I push a little harder, you push a little harder, I push a little harder. That, that's exactly what happens. So when me, so me and Mike go all the time, we always have that problem. And oh, yeah, we said, let's flow roll. Yeah, it's flow yeah. for and 10 seconds. Like, and yeah. then invariably, we get up against the wall trying to take each other down. That's, it always <laughs> goes like that. But we've been getting better and trying to kind of like, you know, scale down the intensity because you don't... So you can... Doing that kind of high intensity just, you know kind of just all out rolling it's good you learn you kind of improve your skills but if you slow down and think about the technique then you really get good at technique and whereas you will you so technique is difficult to to, to to learn and to master going full energy and determination is kind of more natural so spend more time on the stuff that's difficult to master so when like on the other stuff right now what, when you get on the mats after for the sparring section of class, when we're saying, okay, mm -hmm. go roll, and we're not doing situational sparring, how do you approach that? Are you kind of open-minded? Do you have goals in mind? Do you want to funnel to positions? Like, what's your approach when it so, comes to those roles? Very open-minded. One of the things that I've adopted is that I start from sitting on my butt, or I start on my back, because my natural position from, like, wrestling is to kind of get on top and try to pressure. So mm -hmm. now I'm on the bottom. I'm either trying to sweep or submit from the bottom, which is kind of an... Well, when I started, it was a very unnatural position for me. Now I'm, I'm, I'm more used to it. So that's what I do. And then you I, don't do that with me. 
I so that's because you so I try. You but don't then, do that with me. I, you, I do try, but then you but then you are you even you, you like to butt scoot, so you kind of pull back and then no no I have to go on top because I, have I to feel like I've so tried long. to stand up and you just stand up with me, so I'm like I don't want to be in this midget wrestling oh, position with you, so I'm yeah. like I mean no no because I always try to I, I pretty much always start out on my butt just to kind of because oh. I feel like I need to master these. All right, I'll just but, shove you down and try to pass yeah yeah I'm, you know I mean I'm all about <laughs> I'll take that I'll take top position on the yeah. bigger guy any day. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the other thing is that with people who are who are smaller than me, I never, almost never try to get on top because there's there's such a huge weight advantage. I'm not, I'm not gonna learn much by just smashing by just laying on on somebody. I mean, so I got to make you have to make the role not not just interesting but beneficial to beneficial to your learning. I'm not gonna learn very much by doing the same thing I've always done. I got to get into other positions where then I can try things out and do different things, and possibly fight out of some difficult positions. You know. So when's your next fight? <laughs> I, I have no. I have, what about grappling tournaments? Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, I so mean, like the only reason I have is because um, grappling tournaments usually I've done some before, um, but usually how they're set up is that you spend eight hours waiting to fight for five minutes, which I don't have time for. And man. you spend a hundred bucks. For and that. you spend you spend hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. it's it, the input and the the input reward. The investment reward ratio is way too low for me. That's a good way to put it. Time. Investment reward. Yeah. 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 So I just I you know, but if I if the ROI is not there, the, yeah, <laughs> the return, return on investment, investment. is not there exactly. But if I'm you know if I'm um if there's a good tournament that people are going to be competing, I'd be like, yeah, of course I'm down. I mean, I'm always in. I like I like competing. Ooh, you know? so there you uh, go, John. There's John. There you go, John. <laughs> Make it happen. We're gonna get Jovan in in the IBJJF competition. So how long? Ago, what belt were you when you competed in grappling? Oh, it was in white, right? Like, nogi, yeah, it was nogi. Oh, nogi. nogi. Okay, it was right. nogi. Yeah, I um, I think I armbarred the first guy and then lost the second one on points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. When's when's the gi competition gonna happen? Because you're you're entering as a purple belt now, bro. Oh you yeah, can't yeah. Go oh jeez, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be intense. Um, well, you're you're. I don't know how the hell the age brackets work. Your master. That was the other thing as well. I'm like, why is there an age bracket? Like, wh- between as far as I'm concerned, anything above like 18 is an adult, and that's really all you need. Like, what is the rest? Well, of the I stuff never. But I mean, where's the cutoff though? I mean, like, because there's definitely a difference between a three times a week. You know, you're you're a professional. I mean, like, well, you're in the. How many? Well, days that has age? nothing to do with age, though. You yeah, can't. You exactly. Can't, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely, so, it does. No, really. no, it doesn't. Age yeah, has nothing to do with someone's general, someone's training schedule. Exactly. They can opt to have a recreational have, training schedule. Josh Hinger, or whatever his name He's, is. That's his full time job. Yeah, but he. <laughs> but my point is, it, it, so I, I'm, I don't, I don't agree with that rationale. You don't. That's so what I'm saying. You don't believe I, in masters world. So, so no, masters, masters, makes sense for like people who are. Maybe I don't know over fifty, but it's or so. Um, the case there is a case to be made for age brackets, but I don't think twenty to thirty, thirty to forty, twenty to forty is basically it's not even thirty to forty. It's like age. thirty to thirty-five, yeah. thirty-five to forty, those are 40 all the same age. Micro. No, it, it doesn't make sense. Also, the real world is not like that. Yeah, I always found that weird. It's, it's like, so, I'm the, it's I'm so I'm the champ of this tiny yeah. little swimming pool exactly. instead of like going and then, in. I mean, that, that's a cash grab. And that's right. why, exactly. and that's why I like, and that's yeah. why I think everyone likes ADCC because it's like your weight class. Exactly. Oh, that's I'm saying. Your weight. You're class, on things that matter. You can. So, so we're the nearest ADCC trials. I think. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. 
Javon, when do you want to compete in ADCC trials? Hey, why not? I'd try, I'd, I'd try it. Why not? Go try. against the Rotolo brothers. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, 16-year-old. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do purple belt also. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy. But, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, I don't mind. I would do it. Why not? But that's the thing. I mean, it, it, as long as I'm going to go in and learn something, because I don't, I don't want to. It's like one of those old. So when I was doing Kung Fu in Connecticut, which is the one I said wasn't very good, was that... It just wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. My bad. It wasn't for me. So they used to have these tournaments and I'd be competing against like three guys in the division. What is the, what's the rule set here? It was like some, the, the points firing, you can't hit to the face. And I remember one guy like acrobatically leapt into the air when he was suspect <laughs> and then he tapped me on my helmet and he got like two points. I was like... This is hang cool. on. I've that never reminds heard of this me. Before. That reminds you of like uh, this is craziness. Remember the old school and they had like the competition. It feels like something that would happen in that competition, where it's like that's what happened. There's a gymnastics portion. There's a exactly. In, th- in that case, it was like an Olympic thing. Yes, yeah, so, and then so there was the forms. They had to do your you know your flowery form. Techniques. Oh, your flowery form. And so oh. I and then they give us this big trophy, and I've been like, bro, I did nothing except. Show up and pay fifty bucks to get this trophy. Well, okay, Chris, what's the definition of a kata? Because you've used that. And so what- kata kata is a Japanese karate term, which is it's a form. It's a form. Okay, it's so form. it's the same yeah. thing. That's what it's I a thought. form like uh, Taekwondo. It's called the pumse, which is yeah. it's a kata. It's a kata, right? Uh, karate. I, where did uke, fu, where right? did uke come from? Uke's, uke is the demonstration partner yeah, the for t- somebody demonstrating technique in judo. In judo. judo, in judo, yes, okay. and aikido, yeah, and I, I mean, like it's Any Japanese, Japanese martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's the, you're the training dummy. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that, that, I use that a lot just because I, I'm, I'm like one well, stripe white belt. I, I in usually judo. say training dummy, but it's not that. It's uh, the demo, the demo part. Yeah. The, that's the okay. Um, so you so you competed in kung fu. All right, yeah, I didn't know. I was in oh, kung fu tournaments. The layers yeah. just gets getting yeah. stripped so, away. And then maybe maybe I've been too harsh because I did learn a lot. I mean, I did become flexible, so I could kick high, I guess, from kung fu. So you know, it was good. It just wasn't. It, it wasn't. It didn't meet my um, goals of becoming of getting useful fighting techniques. But there are lots of experience. But so in there. like that's the thing too, right? Like we we talk about it now, and actually we we're sort of like talking in circles a little bit. Mm-hmm. We 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 say like if we we're really training for self defense, like probably parkour is the best. It's the best way. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, you caught me there. Yeah, you're yeah, right. like, yeah, like, yeah. You parkour are, is literally the best form. For you are absolutely right. You're absolutely or, right. And, yeah. and people talk about like and, but, and what drives me nuts about like. A lot of like sort of like RSBD guys, which mm-hmm. is reality based self defense mm-hmm. mm-hmm. folks, like you, like you're fat, like you, you're like this big fat guy, right? Yeah. And this is to your point, Noah. Um, like, what are you more likely to die of, like a street confrontation or like type two diabetes? That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> right. That's so, a, like, that's a very good point. <laughs> so, like, what? You, well, just, yeah. My whole thing with that is, I just I look at I don't look at this as a martial art so much as I look at it as a sport. And I appreciate the martial art tradition of it. I appreciate lining up. I appreciate the belt. I appreciate the pecking order and that. I think it's good. I think they're good. I think it's a good value system to impart on people, especially young people. In a way, almost that religion is. You know, I think like I'm not. Oh boy, I'm probably going to alienate a bunch of people now. But but I'm not a religious person, and and I have a lot of probably negative views of of organized religion in in many respects. But Chris, like Chris, like all right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, out I'm out of this conversation. You, you can go all Jesse Ventura and, and alienate everybody. So, but I appreciate 
its teachings to young people because it teaches morals in a way that I think are good. Maybe I might not appreciate, I might not necessarily agree with the mechanism, but the end goal I think is good. You know, so the ends just, I mean, like I wouldn't be the person who I am if I didn't take 14 years of Catholic indoctrination. Ooh. Right? Like, I mean, like, is this a fact, right? Like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a product of our environment and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's the environment I was raised. But like, to me, that's like saying, like people use religion as like a justification for like, like the arts and stuff, right? Like, because they're like, oh, like, look at this great piece of art that was commissioned by the church for blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not, be, it's not great because of the religion money backing behind it. It's great because the artist did it, right? Correct. Like, so, like, to me, the same thing applies. Like, my wife, for example, is the most non-religious person ever, but she's a better person than I will ever be. And she's non-religious, not raised, raised in the Catholic Church, right? Like, I'm only good because early on I was indoctrinated with the fear of God that I would go to hell. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I need to be good, right? Like, it's sort of like the whole Christmas Santa thing. Like, I need to be good so I can get presents. But or you like, need to be on the mat or the mat enforcer will come and... Or, or and, that, and, right? And, <laughs> yeah. So, but like, jujitsu, like... It doesn't need all the ceremonial stuff okay, so, to be a good martial arts. That's so I think, again, I think, as I said before, I think what it imparts through martial art tradition I think is good and I, and I appreciate it. But I do view it as a sport. And when I look at a sport, I expect athletes to be the one performing it. So anytime I see someone, regardless of age, with a body type that doesn't look athletic to me, I, I mean, I get a, I get a, I get a brow. Roy Nelson, true. I mean, he's he's also the like the the two percent, right? Like yeah. he's on the far end. Of the I mean, that's true. like saying you sh don't need to lift weights because Marcelo Garcia doesn't lift weights. Agreed, right? You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. you can always find except, but we're not talking about forty percent of the population of of sports people. Do I'm talking? We're talking about. You know, like Cecil Fielder, the baseball. Although baseball, I you know, baseball players will hate me for this. I don't know shit about that. Well, but my point is, is like yeah, there'll always be or, or, they'll, they'll baseball, always be a chubby person <laughs> there. Crazy, by the way. Cricket is awesome. But yeah. It, it, oh my god, like four hundred runs. What the hell? Yeah, but that's great. the funny thing, <laughs> it's like four days of competition. Five days. Did I send you this? I don't know if I sent you this video, but there was a video. So, as as you and I, I don't know about uh, you, Jovan, how much you follow the jujitsu community, but Keenan Cornelius opened his school. He opened a new school in San Diego called Legion, mm -hmm. and he's calling it Legion AJJ for American Jiu-Jitsu. Oh God! Instead of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because he you, you cringed <laughs> at that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll he's very that. you know. So he he wants to he's he's kind of eliminated a lot of traditional stuff like stuff that a lot of people like as American consumers. Like there's no gi requirement. As American consumers who are indoctrinated in the idea of traditional martial arts through the '60s, '70s, and '80s. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that fair? I mean, yeah. That, absolutely. That, that's that's a good description. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I saw a clip of him doing a promotion, and it was hilarious. I, did I send this to you? I, it was a story, no, so it's it. gone. So he's calling up. So I'm going to recognize so and so, and he puts a stripe on. So he puts a stripe on. Good work. And he's like, "Good job, bro." And he sticks out his hand and gives like the white man handshake and pats him on the back, and he goes, "Yeah, that was it." <laughs> it's like no bowing, no like any, you know, like congratulations in the bow and stuff. It was just like, "Congrats, bro." <laughs> he sticks out his hand, and I was sitting there. I was like, "Did that take some of the significance and meaning of it?" Because it's a nice moment when people get a stripe and we have a little more ceremony. 
is it pompous circumstance person, right? like, or mm-hmm. is it actually a nice gesture? Is sports actually doing it wrong to downplay people's little micro achievements, their little milestones that they hit? You know, it, we talk about the hard ass, whether it's a football coach or a soccer coach or, you know, the hard ass coach, it's like, you know, tough love. And the guy might be do the the athlete might be doing better, but the coach doesn't really recognize it, you know. So that's kind of the thing. Like I like so from a who do I expect to be doing the martial art in jujitsu's case? I expect athletes to do it. Hmm. I don't expect people. You know, I'm you know, and that's not true. You look at people on the mat. We have all body types on the mat and all athletic backgrounds. But at the same time, we don't have. It's not a competition team that's strictly an academy. You know what I mean? Like, I understand there are people that are doing it for different things. You can do a sport and not be an athlete. So but you, the model, to yeah. me, should be the athlete. The model should be the yeah. Ooh, interesting. So, Javon, though, like, because mm. you're, like... But he, of course, looks like an athlete. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you are an athlete, right? Like, so you are an athlete, and I, I, you've mentioned a couple times, you sort of identify as a martial artist, right? Mm. I, as I do. I identify more as a martial artist. The... Like weightlifting to me is an accessory to improving my martial arts. Do you lift weights? I I haven't in a long time. I, actually, I do. What am I saying? I was in the gym bench pressing yesterday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, I you do. do. Okay. I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, at this point, obviously, we're we're past the point of like doing martial arts purely for self preservation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. Right. It's it's. Yep. You're. I mean, you said it yourself. I'm I'm not out there trying try to right. fight people on the streets in my cases. Right. Do you? At this point, is it just a vehicle for more? Like, is it, is it your religion? It's, I can honestly say at this point, it's basically my religion. Like I do, I spend the time here to make myself a better person. So I prefer the word just because I don't want to use the word religion, but it's, it's part of my daily ritual. I, I know okay. I'm I, I know I'm doing the whole semantics all thing. Right, I, get right. I, get yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I would I would like to avoid alienating as many people as possible. I use neutral, neutral language, so I wouldn't say it is because religion means lots of different things to lots of different people. But yeah, it is part of my daily ritual, and it's part of kind of making maintaining maintaining yourself. You know, kind of like how you become a better person. Kind of you one, you stay in shape, which is great for like general health, and two, you put yourself in a frame of mind where you come here and you learn things. Things that you don't already know, and so to learn something, you have to kind of admit that something that you that there's things that you don't know, which kind of sounds trivial, but really, how many how often do you put yourself in that frame of mind throughout the day, especially if you're you know if you are just like if you're with the boss at work or, or something, for example. Um, so you have to come in, humble yourself, and learn something, which kind of just rejuvenates you, rejuvenates your whole approach to life. So it kind of re-energizes you. So that's the first thing. I got to come in here and I got to learn things. Secondly, is that it gives me a, a long-term project, something to pursue. So previously, I thought belts weren't belts weren't important. There was this quote that, you know, belt only covers 1% of your ass. It's up to you to cover the rest or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is great. No, we don't need no stinking belts. But then if you move it out to the frame where the only, the only goal is to become a badass, then it becomes more important. Like, and the belt is not just about your skills. It's about the kind of how much work you put in and the memories you have and what it took to get that belt and the people you've trained with, etc. Right? So training martial arts for me, you're coming in and doing jiu-jitsu always kind of opens my mind. There's things that I think about and contemplate that I wouldn't have contemplated if I wasn't doing martial arts. And at the same time, when I hit a wall in like studying or something else, I can use the same jujitsu techniques. Like, for example, the trust the process that you guys talk about. 
it's the same like when I'm when I'm reading a book and falling asleep and I'm like I can't do this and we're like you gotta trust the process you stay here for long enough you'll magically absorb some of the information I thought he was gonna say I just have to go inverted and start reading the book it makes more sense <laughs> but I honey hole of this book yeah but it works and it, it really it, it really it really um coming in and just and doing jujitsu martial arts I mean and it, it applies to other sports as well but it really it just allows you like a different it allows you to learn things and it gives you a different vehicle to kind of express yourself and to continue to grow as a human being which is really I think there's something about. interesting about grappling is that it's so physically strenuous and that you can really suffer at the hands of someone else and be helpless that that humbling component yes. in addition to yep. how physically demanding it is I mean, there are other things. I mean, a marathon runner, that's physically demanding. I, you know, I'm not yep. labeling this as the only thing above anything else. But it's certainly the fact that it's humbling, the fact that it's so physically strenuous. And I think also chemically, it probably just relaxes because it releases all the good, yep. the good stuff. oxytocin, right? Like just with physical contact, right? Isn't that, that's a big part of it. I, I don't, I'm, this is my new Honestly, Sam Harris stuff. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know about the oxytocin release from physical contact. I don't. Think, I haven't read anything that's proven or disproven that. But um, you know, they say like naturally you get endorphins released just from doing sure. physical activity. Um, and for me, like personally, like my brain is usually going just at work. I'm thinking about multiple things. I'll, I, you know, the only time I, one of the few times I get to calm down is after I've worked out and I can lay on the mat and be like, I just rolled with these. I just rolled for half an hour, or whatever. And then I can just zone out. That's why sometimes Paul is like line up, and then I'm still on the mat, like just looking up because. Are that's... you like absorbing? Like, are you replaying in your head what you just did, or, no. or what are you? There is nothing in my head at all. Really? Yeah. So this—that's your. That's, that's like meditate. So clear. Yeah. Like so actually, we did this. They were trying to. They, they had this person come and try to teach teach us to meditate at work, and it. I was. I couldn't do it because it's just not. I can't meditate like this. And I was like, I, I was, at that point, I was thinking, if I go, if I go to jujitsu and roll. And then maybe hit the bag or hit the bag and then roll. I will be in exactly that mindset you describe. I cannot get into that mindset by sitting and trying to clear my mind because my mind doesn't work like that. But if I come to jujitsu and I roll hard, I I end up in that mind state just because of because that's what jujitsu does for me. Yeah. Do you feel so? I I've I've tried like all of this mindful bullshit. I mean, yeah. it's not bullshit, but I, I agree with you, right? Like, <laughs> Again, but like, you don't alienate anybody, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, so I tried like the float tank. Oh, the the sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. you, Joe Rogan, follow. No, no, no. This is uh, this is actually shout out to Derek Huderberg, brown belt under uh, uh, Dylan. You know, he owned the, the float center. I tried it and stuff, and and maybe I just maybe a big part of it is like the idea of like hypnotism. It doesn't work unless you like want it to on you, right? Like I, I don't know whether that's mm-hmm. the case or not, but this is from what I've read. Um, like jujitsu is my that's my mindful like i'm truly living in the moment because all i need to worry about is what's happening right there because i will die otherwise right like right um or, or or have some sort of like catastrophic injury um do you feel as though like because that's the process by which i achieve that sort of like moment of mindfulness similar to you right can the other methods of like teaching meditation and mindfulness can it be taught or do you think the person just has to be open to it and, and it won't work otherwise unless they, they trust in the process or were you not trusting in the process? That's a, that's a good point. That's a very good point. But so I, I've, I've struggled with, I, I generally, I've, I've, my attention span is very, very soft. Um, and, I've, and even sitting and keeping still is very, very difficult for me. So, 
as we're as you and I are literally both twitching. Twitching, right? right yeah. So it's very very difficult. And you, for me. And you look quite red yeah. now. Oh, you you've I'm, hit your Asian <laughs> red face. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol dehydrogenase. Totally lacking. I know, he, sent, he sent me the Wikipedia post for uh, it, and, alcohol, and it should have been a picture of your oh face. <laughs> it was like that Asian guy looks a lot like Chris. <laughs> it's like Jesus. He's yeah. all flesh now. I, so I don't put anything in my body unless I research why it does what it does first, and like I, you know, it's just it's something of my mindset. Yeah, that makes sense. I will eat absolutely anything, but that's, you know, I'm crazy. Tell me about aki and saltfish. Aki and saltfish is delicious, man. So, aki is a fruit. Um, you, it, 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 but there's like a crazy caveat, right? Yeah, so it's a fruit, but so there's this poison in it called hypoglycin, right? They call it that because it tanks your blood sugar. And if you eat it, you will come in with this very low blood sugar that will be very difficult to, you know, get back to normal. If it's not ripe if it's not ripe if so it's not ripe. Okay. it's not ripe so there's really there's multiple so if you let the if you let the fruit ripen and open on its own then you're safe i do this all the time pick the ackee myself and then you know take out the core and other stuff and give it to someone else to cook because i actually can't cook this but that's no problem the problem comes in when you take the pot down and force it open and then Dude, you try to cook how it. How many fucking people had to die before they figured this out? It ackee poisoning is very, very rare. We eat ackee in Jamaica all the time. Like it's really? the, it's the national dish. Like it's breakfast. Is it really ackee yeah, yeah, is national? Yeah, one of the national. Okay. I mean, it is one of the national dishes. There are several national dishes, but it's one of the national dishes, right? National ackee and selfish. So, and it's very, very rare that somebody will actually get but poisoning so, from ackee. At some point, though, there had to be some yeah one unintended uh, scientific I mean, method. So think where about somebody it. fucking died. And they're like, what the hell? No, I mean, I don't think. Anyone, I don't know if anyone died from this, although it certainly is possible. Think about it like this How often do you get food poisoning from whatever? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. I've had it three times in my life. Yeah, precisely, you get food poisoning. So it's like this I've been eating ackee all my life, I've never gotten sick. Okay. Yeah, right. so it's not, it's, it, it's kind of overblown, so but what, yeah. Okay, have the mechanisms by which that works, the unripened ackee mm-hmm. or ackee, mm-hmm. has that been studied to be able to implement? with like, like diabetes I, treatment yeah, like, <laughs> that's a good question am i, am I <laughs> did i just question. come to some crazy <laughs> revelation you might be onto something actually and i'll go look that up right after this dude i that, that's crazy right? like, <laughs> that is crazy i have not sugar. thought why shouldn't everybody i shouldn't use it to treat diabetes right i've been taking berber, are you familiar with berberine sorry say again berberine i've never heard of it's that so one. it's a it's a chemical component of um a couple different flowers and mm-hmm. like um actually in, in uh the same plant that they get turmeric out of, mm, okay. it, where it's been um, cl- shown to be as clinically as effective as metformin in type two diabetics. Oh wow! Right, so I I don't wow, need okay. to be taking it because I'm not like I don't I don't have type two diabetes, this but I do very, take it anyway just because I'm like, eh, I want my extra piece of cake. This is so, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like, if that's been studied, right? Uh-huh. Like, I how is something that has been proven to drop blood sugar levels not been like so? Like, because well, part of the reason is, is so not enough Chris Vu's around. That's why. Well, that that, that that's that's always true. We could always use more Chris Vu's, but but he said it. <laughs> but part of it is that um, I actually I have to go think about this for a bit more because I've actually honestly never thought of that. I have never thought about why we haven't tried to harness this to treat diabetes. I'm sure someone else there has. has to be there has multiple to be scholarly articles. There's probably multiple that, that scholarly articles. Yeah, about this. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. But I just haven't thought about it, which is kind. I'm kind so of disappointed in myself. We're in Jamaica. It's growing everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, it's growing everywhere. It's all over the place, man. Yeah. Your your fiance trains jujitsu too, right? 
uh, wife. <laughs> Your wife? Oh, congratulations. Oh, my God. I'm such a shit. <laughs> I actually made this mistake, too. When did you get married? Uh, like in June. In June? Okay. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so, yeah, that's thanks. Awesome. Um, she's trained. Like, for the month she was, for the two months she was here, that's the, that's the only thing. I'm trying oh, to get her back her, into it. Okay. I yeah, I'm trying to get her back into it. I still have her. We still have, still have her gi. Does, um, what, what does she, so like, you know, what did she do? Yeah, like, what did she do athletically? Because I mean, like, rugby. She's a she played really? for played for Jamaica. Oh, so she probably picked this up like super yeah, super. Right? She played, but she played rugby for Jamaica. Really? Um, yeah, so she was very very athletic from like first she's principles. She's tougher now. than basically anybody on the mat here. Well, pretty, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Did she enjoy jujitsu? Yeah, she did. But she was studying all that time, so she didn't really have the chance to train as that, much. That as I, I feel was. like is perennially what you guys do in your downtime, if you call it that. You've got a book open, you're studying for some massive exam. That's what usually happens. Unfortunately, that's how it is. And then because you have to keep up with the constant stream of new information, like for example, like CTE, just one example. It's like the information it's is a evolving. Relatively new topic. It's, it's a relatively yeah, new topic, and new information is evolving. Topic. And like for example, think about the vaping associated lung injury. That, oh the vape culture that just came out like it just you know it's just like and then now you have to kind of catch up on this because people are out here vaping and sometimes they're gonna get sick and it's not it's not it's not like a so vaping the catastrophic lung injury from vaping is pretty rare as in my understanding of it is currently but i'm not a pulmonologist disclaimer it's new, right? and it's very new so not, not many people know about it but then you have to think like if this person vapes and he comes in with garden variety pneumonia, then how does that change things? So now you have to know about it. So you have to keep reading. It's just kind of a lifestyle at this point. Do you have any hobbies? Other than jujitsu? Um, well, I mean, you said jujitsu, but just martial arts. Right? Martial arts. And I play, I play soccer a couple of times a week. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, I play soccer. Does I mean, it help how much? Okay, so my buddy Glenn, Black, uh -huh. or Brown Belt, excuse me, over at HD Black Box have a hypothesis about the association between people who do very well at kicking-oriented sports and mm. people who played soccer. That is very interesting. I think the kicking in kickboxing and the kicking in soccer are totally different. Really? Yeah. I remember Joe Rogan talking about, like, Jose Aldo was playing soccer in the favelas, and that's yeah, why it's such it a good... makes you a better kicker, man. I, I like, don't, aim I don't think... for that little head that, no, that's a, I, that I big. I don't think so. One, the soccer ball is... all. It, so if you're going to kick a soccer ball, it's almost always below your waist height. Secondly, the, how you're going to kick a ball is so different. The ball is so light. Like, if you're going to kick the ball, you, have, you don't have to be prepared for the recoil. You kick a person and your, your non-kicking non foot is in a bad position, then you're in trouble. It's so different. I don't see how you could. I don't see how you can make that comparison. It's like saying it's like saying you do a running sport, then you're automatically good at other running sports. But almost all sports Ooh, involve some kind of running. Yeah. Of you. So you play soccer t a couple times a week, in addition to yeah, maybe what once you do a here? week usually, once a week. So yeah. It's like a pickup game somewhere. Yeah, the five on five. Yeah. Oh, so nice. sometimes I smash them too. Nah, I, I'm actually. I think I don't think I'm that. I'm not that good at soccer actually. And I'm not just to come back to your point about kicking, like. My left foot in, in soccer, man, I, I, I can't really kick very well with my left foot. But in kickboxing, I have no problems kicking with my left foot. Huh. Yeah, it's just, it's so different. I don't see, I don't see how anyone could draw a kind of comparison really? kicking sports. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. What do you, soccer, you, you bench press yesterday. Yeah. You jiu-jitsu and hit the bag here. Yep. How um, much did you bench press? No, nah, like 225. I don't go crazy. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm did, not. So were yeah. you at some point ego lifting and now you're like, fuck that. I need to operate tomorrow did you scale it back and like i just want to get the groceries or no 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 not really so the only reason i stopped lifting because i used to like squat like 300 400 pounds um and then deadlift 280 or whatever the only reason i stopped it was because the because i was training martial arts at the time and then lifting 
that heavy weight doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't do the most for your explosive power Ooh. at least in my experience it might work different for other people but for example being able to bench press and then getting huge is not very useful if you're not also working on your fast twitch movement and getting faster with your right crosses and whatnot so you know at that point i was like man, sounds know. like a kettlebell workout is Ooh, required yeah. that's what i'm saying man plyometrics explosive workout that's where or it's at cleans know? which i never yeah. do yeah, I used to clean and press a lot. That's where that's you know. How much does how much did your lower back hate you now for it, that though? It, it did, and that's kind of why I kind of yeah, slowed down right. as well. So there's so, a there's a yeah, there's a, yeah reward, right? exactly exactly. So really, the bench press and the pull ups, I I kind of I've minimized my workouts now to like um just things that will kind of sup- keep me safe, help me you know stay safe from injury and also you know maintain strength. And is know? is soccer sort of your like steady state component to your cardio like cross training cross yeah i mean yeah because i used to play soccer a lot i was on the jv team in college oh really yeah 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 i was, was running around it was fun renaissance man yeah, here. yeah i was doing all kinds of things man it was good stuff what do you nerd out on jovan was what sorry what do you nerd out on we all have something we nerd out on anime bro anime oh! anime are you really oh! yeah bro oh, what, what anime what do we got what do we so, got like number one full metal alchemist brotherhood hands down the best series Ever that has come Never, out. That's the dude with a big arm, right? Big arm? He has a metal arm. A big, Small metal, dude with okay, a metal okay, arm. Yeah, full metal arm. Right, mind you, I'm, yeah. like, like, I'm like white boy. It sounds like... <laughs> or I'm like white belt in anime. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, and there's multiple others Wait, I've seen. Oh, you're, you're, like, you're like manga. No, no, no. no. Anime... I, 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 there are very specific anime that I like. So if there's magic involved, I'm out. Oh, oh, then you probably wouldn't like Fumat Alchemist because alchemy is basically is magic. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a magic it's, it's system. It's not science. It's right? not science, right? But I'm cool with chi for some reason, right? Like, with who? I, chi? <laughs> I love chi. Like, so, like, have you... Please tell me you've seen... I, I know everybody's seen this, right? Yeah. The Street Fighter 2 animated movie. Of course. Uh, I love it, it, that movie. Okay. The movie's amazing. So good, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you know the, Excellent. quote, fight choreographer for that was Andy Hu, former K1. Oh, I didn't know. Andy Hu was a car. Andy Hu, oh, awesome, he bro. coordinated that. That's why it's like super, super, so like really well. That fight, Wait, the fight are we between... talking about an animated movie or the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, the animated Street movie. Street Fighter 2 animated, animated movie. movie. Like, so oh. that fight between um, between uh, Ryu and Phelan, that is probably one of the best fights I've ever seen in yeah, a kind of anime. Compl- That's an amazing that's fight. Awesome. It's it a was, great so fight. An yeah. animated movie... They use an actual K1 champion to be the fight coordinator. Wait, did you say Kung Lee? No. Not, not Kung Lee. No, but... Andy Hu. Andy, oh, Andy, Andy, Andy Hu. Yeah, yeah, Andy Hu mm-hmm. was the fight coordinator for yeah. an anime, which yeah. is like that shows which, you the craft of yeah, it. Like, right? They were really committed to making it like real. Like real, I mean, with yeah. fireballs. Yeah. Um, yeah, with fireballs. I mean, as good as you can't get with fireballs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you, have you, please tell me you've also seen. Okay, there are two things. There's yeah. there's Grappler Baki, the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. and then there's Baki the Grappler, the series. So I've seen both of them. I don't like either of them. No, <laughs> I think you're dead to me. I think they're. <laughs> Why I, don't you like them? I think they are terrible. I think the pacing is awful in both of them. I think the techniques they use are not realistic no. at all. Um, there's this other fighting anime called Tenjo Tenge, which is probably a little bit better than Grappler Baki, but still not that great. There, What's it called? Tenjo Tenge. Send me a link to that. Yeah, I'll say. I'll, I'll, is, yeah. is it martial arts based? It's martial or is arts it like based. Fucking it, it's magic not, based. It's martial arts. Okay, based, cool. Rock on. There is this new one called um, that's on Netflix. Kenshin Asuga. Yes. Oh, so awesome. That's right. a great one. Now that's how you make a martial that's, arts that's anime. That's very Baki though. Anime. Right. I mean, it's not though. But that's the thing. So Baki is on like Baki is so different. 
I don't know if it's the pacing. I don't know if it's how ludicrous their it's techniques super are. super racist, first off. Baki or, or Kenshi? Or no, like Baki. I was like, man, like, I don't know if this is like a part of like Japanese culture or what. Oh. But I'm like, man, like, the way they characterize basically anybody but Japanese, Japanese people, yeah. I'm like, they're, they're so like mm-hmm. tribalist. Maybe, maybe. And I've, seen, I've noticed that in other anime as well. But hey, you know. I mean, I mean it's, it's part but of I, I don't I know if I, have the, if I have the cultural knowledge to understand what's, you know, how, Jap, you know, what's going into these characters. I, I, I just kind of try right, to I mean, assume like, the, the best I mean, like, and just leave Street it. Fighter, that's like terrible. Like, yeah. It, it's I, the I, most stereotyping thing ever. Yeah, I try, to leave, I try to leave it. I try to, leave, you know, just assume the best and say, hey, these guys are trying to make it. They're trying to include other people. It's fine. Because there's a Jamaican dude in Street Fighter, DJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a stand up kickboxer yeah which, exactly so i see this dude I'm there's like, no oh, standard like, yeah, yeah there's no martial arts you're right you're right but <laughs> where, where did they come up with this but i, I you know i see it i'm like happy because yo there's a jamaican in street fight of course awesome. i'm happy like, yeah I, it's I wonderful appreciate that yeah. you appreciate exactly like, just yeah, the, love the that. fact that there's exposure right but yeah, despite exactly. it being a terrible yeah. caricature yeah but, um, but so so anime huh what else what was you, you so how much anime in your day you want to turn your brain off how much anime are you watching it really depends um i don't necessarily watch anime every day but if there's a great series that comes out then i'm in like attack on titan that just new it came out like a couple years ago um but i would if 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 for example season uh what's it four started next next week i'll be watching it the day it came out um if i can find a good anime that i like i'll burn through it in the day it, really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you binge watch like yeah? Anime. I binge watch anime. If it's good, I will I will burn through it. No questions. So I, this is this is probably a clear like leap from kung fu movies as a kid. Yeah. To, to, like, to, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of my favorite animes involve some kind of fighting. It's it's it's, 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 it's unusual. Like you need to have a story but you got to have some at least oh, some yeah, combat yeah, yeah. in there otherwise what are you doing man? You know? So can I invite you to go eat at Super Saiyan? What's that? That, are you kidding me i don't know yeah hell he brought him in yo let's do oh, that super oh super saiyan, saiyan. Oh, super saiyan. saiyan. oh super saiyan super saiyan oh, so okay. it's it's a ramen restaurant that's dragon ball z themed what <laughs> do you not know this i did not know this bro oh my god we need to do a field trip let's do this bro for sure oh my god yeah, okay yeah, so yeah, before yeah. you you're li- before you before you take off yeah yeah, you know, yeah. like when when is that by the way that's in like june june okay, we, yeah. we need to so do a saturday six more months six more months a yeah. Saturday post jujitsu beer and and super anime ramen. ramen oh day. my god, I didn't know about this, bro. That's awesome. Where is it located? It's a. It's actually down. By, I can walk there if I wanted to from work. It's like down towards Millennium and Universal Studios. Um, oh, okay. So, so it, I drive. I, I drive like tourist area. There's there's one that's closer. Is it near Dave and Buster's? No, no, no. It, it's it's. I don't. I'm very bad with cardinal directions. It's like across the street from Universal Studios. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so there's another one, and I, I'm like, I'm like an originalist guy, right? Like, mm. so like anything that's like a copy of something, I'm like, eh, fuck them. But there's one by UCF called Narudel. Narudel? Yeah. So it's like it's you know. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've watched pretty much all of Naruto. Um, so, but there's but that's there it's a ramen shop that's yeah, i'm in with that man. i'm in with that hey i like so maybe that's closer yeah. so we should do that one yeah is, is weebo a, a derogatory term i kind of couldn't get my head around it weebo that's like a, a word for um what weebo or weeaboo for somebody who is 
non-Japanese, but very in- invested in Japanese cultures. For example, I, if, if you I call see, them Japophiles. I'm going to okay. Google right now. If you would see a dude walking down the street in a Naruto headband, you'll think that guy's such a weeb, such a, you know, such a weeb. Okay. I, I call them, a, to but, me, it's such a Japophile. I mean, I, so I, I don't want to disparage anybody, but I'm saying that that's the kind of Is it like one of those things that's like, I, I, not to use this disparagingly, but like, mm. like the term like queer. Like at some point it was like derogatory, but then like they adopted it. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't okay. know. Yeah, I don't. Are I, you that then? I mean, like, are I'm, you are you walking around with a, a, a no, Naruto headband? So, oh, I'm sorry. There are two terms. Huh. Is it otaku or weibo? <laughs> uh, oh, no, otaku is otaku is, is a Japanese word, which is like, that's which like is weibo it, is a tryhard version of otaku. There you okay, go. Otaku okay, otaku is like the real fanboy, right? Yeah. And then like weibo is like the poser fanboy. No, I think a weibo. I think a weibo is just somebody who is just too enthusiastic about like he thinks real life is Naruto. Like for example, so walking around with a Naruto headband. You're obvious, and it's like you're just—it's like you're drawing. You—you you, know—it's you're, you're doing it for attention. Yeah, you're doing too much. Whereas, for example, if I'm just walking around with a shirt that has, for example, uh, just has a leaf on it, and it's the same leaf from the Hidden Leaf Village, that's far more subtle. What the fuck are you talking? They're about, claiming they—they they claim here. <laughs> yeah. Urban Dictionary claims that uh, a Weibo, commonly misspelled as I misspelled it, mm. is an overly obsessive fan of Japanese culture and are giving. Otaku is a bad name. Oh, oh okay. It's like infighting. Wow, the, infighting. The nerd culture. It's, it's, it's terrible. So, but so I wouldn't be wearing a Naruto headband, but I would definitely wear a shirt that is that has some kind of nod okay, to Naruto. Okay, so that's the thing, though, right? Like, and and I think we're all guilty of this, and I we are. I would agree. We're we're. I, there's this certain amount of like elitism. Yeah, like you're not. I'm not. I'm not, like I'm a real fan. You're not a I'm real re- fan. You're, right, yeah. like you're, you're a poser. Hard. You're trying like, to. Write. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. Like, exactly. It's funny. You, you were actually tap out is probably the best example of this when it comes to MMA. Yeah. Exactly. Is like, why is there this distinction between like, at some point, people who were like in on it originally with MMA. Yeah. And then like the and fan then, who comes in later on and wears like a tap out shirt. Yeah. It's, like people it's, would give them shit. And I'm like, well, it's terrible. It's what I'm saying. It's, if you look at it, it's like the hipster thing. Yeah. They're yeah, supporting yeah. the sport. Yeah. So yeah, you like, should be yeah. like, that's awesome. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with tap out. I mean, I'm wearing a tap out shirt now. Or the affliction shirt. Remember the, affliction, the, yeah. the guys would wear the. But, but they're supporting a brand that's supporting the athletes. Exactly. So that's, so that's it awesome. Should, it's fine. Yeah. And, and mind you, this is 30 posers. Thirty-seven year old Chris saying this not like 27 year old chris saying this so yeah i mean but it's cool like and i so i have no problem with with what you would what somebody else might call a weeaboo like if you want to be all into anime of course 100 as long as you're not hurting people yeah i mean i'm in it for you like i would that's the reason i ask is that if it's going to be those people then i'm super down because those people don't those people have fun they don't care they just go in it oh dude this is i i I walk in there i'm like i'm I'm a fairly nerdy person but i i I don't care man i'll fucking chow down without especially if they're going to be like referencing particular characters that's you know that's the best if they don't know baki they're dead to me yeah. So they, <laughs> I know Baki don't like him. Don't like the oh show. Oh my god! But he okay. So like the thing I love about Baki <laughs> because right? he's a grappler. <laughs> no, but actually he's. I mean, they call him a grappler, but he actually doesn't he does, grapple. Yeah, right? he, he, he does, does like yeah, Kyokushin karate basically. Yeah. But um, but like I love how they take these sort of like, you know, quasi supernatural metaphysical things, like the idea of like endorphin rush, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And they like. They make it into they this huge into thing. This, like, yeah, like, and he's like, you know, like, you need to eat protein. I need to eat bear meat. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, awesome. Like, I'm like, all right, these are things that I can guess, I can yeah, kind of do true. and relate to versus, that's like, I, I know I can't throw a fireball. That sounds like right? Overeem talking about eating his horse meat to get big. But bears. 
beer. It's the Oso. But so, so what else? Do you, you nerd out um, any comic books? Any, any video games? Comic books? So video games, yeah. I play... Um, I you play, play or you played? Play. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I just... Right now I'm playing FIFA because, you know, it's easy and it doesn't take up much brain space. You can actually play FIFA and do other things at the same time. But I played... And soccer? Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. yeah it's soccer. It's I, right. I played um, I Fallout 4. I, I still have that at home, actually. I played it. I, I recently completed it, I guess. Um, and then what else was the name? I have Fallout 3 at home. Is that worth playing? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All Fallout games are not really. That's not true. Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas. Those are the ones you okay, have Fallout 3. Actually, Alistair gave yeah. me Fallout 1 and 2 are classic, especially yeah, Fallout 2. I didn't play But those they don't age as well yeah. now. But, fall, but I, can I fallout. pick it up, sit, play it for t- 20, 30 minutes, and walk away, come back, pick it up? Or is it like... Yeah, yeah, it would take a while, though. Nah, it would take a while to y- beat y- it. You need maybe a two-hour session at least. Okay. Yeah. And I probably put in like maybe uh, almost 100 hours into four. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that, I, I should not play that game. Over the course of like two years, though. So it's not like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I... So I never buy... So unless it's FIFA, I never buy any video games new. I buy them like two years after because it's always cheaper. Yeah, always. And yeah. who am I kidding? I don't really have time to be... I don't have that much time to play video yeah, games. Yeah, you're you know, saving so. lives, dude. Yeah. We're well, breaking arms. Yeah. And then, yeah. So FIFA, you turn off, or do you? And then that, that FIFA, you can play for ten minutes. Cause, yeah, you, cause yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like game. soccer. Yeah, exactly. But, but wait, hang on. Don't soccer games last ninety like, minutes? But it's a game. All it's the a games game, they do so accelerate. Game. Oh, they do. Okay. They, they all do yeah. accelerate. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, oh, it's like Punch Out, where it's like the clock's like doo, 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 exactly like two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. it goes a lot faster because yeah. I don't think they could ever make a a soccer game that was that realistic, where you could only score like one or two goals in ninety minutes. Yeah, that's be hard. Is FIFA like NBA Jam though, where there's like it's a score like thirty to they made they made a street very a little more arcade yeah yeah but they're okay. trying to simulate but it's, it's a okay. yeah it's a very loyal sim it's really it's actually amazing that they've managed it but i think i've seen it on demo and i'm like man like it looks like it's just a soccer game yeah right? like it just yeah but it, it plays very very well it's a, it's actually it's high level stuff man it's, it makes you start thinking about simulation theory like like real life is a simulation because they have actually simulated it very very well yeah. Ooh, so have you seen the black mirror yeah, have I seen? Yes, because I've seen every single thing that Black Mirror has put out. Okay, like there's yeah. the uh, um, the, uh, the hang the, the, the DJ. Street Fighter. No, well, there's that one, but there's like the Street Fighter one, which is like oh, where he he's <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> weird. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. That's, a, that's we don't a, need to get that far into like simulation. A, that's interesting. It's a very it's, it's a great concept. It's a yeah, great. Oh, concept. it's awesome, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. That, I that, like that the meltdown one. Good. The social media one. Oh yeah, that's so a great one. Which one's that? That's a great the one. one. The, the one with the, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's a great one as well. Yeah, which yeah. is like probably that's one of like the best Baldwin parallels. Park. For like I'm like I walk through Baldwin Park. And I'm like, yeah, we're pretty much there. Yo, but right? are you really? clicking up or down on yeah. them? Right? Like, are they influencing you socially? Good or yeah. I mean, like. I mean, we started this conversation with the. Did you take the pick with the stripe because we want to get the? You the, gotta get that up. Yeah. Right? Like I mean. So when are you going to, Jovan? I mean, you've already uh, Paul's already taken care of it for you. So, so I mean, I, I haven't posted anything on social media for. No, you haven't. You're like I, terrible at. Yeah, I am awful, man. I just. Which is probably better yeah, that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you know. The um, do you? So you don't do you don't use social media as a means to stay in contact with folks like back home and stuff? No, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, you know oh, okay. WhatsApp. Yeah. So you you actually physically call people. Yeah, call them or text. They text me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Their WhatsApp groups. It's great. It's great. That, it's very that's easy. like the every non-American I know is, is a WhatsApp yeah. user, which is owned by 
Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's very interesting. But I don't know. I think WhatsApp allows for like direct contact, whereas Facebook you're like broadcasting to the whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, everybody's like New Year, New Me, and they're ex- exchanging memes. And I'm like, oh my god, so many <laughs> memes. I'm like, this is I don't have this is too much. Whereas WhatsApp is more focused. And I'm like, okay, this is relevant. Wait, wait WhatsApp's li- mind you, I I don't. It's know a messenger. App. It's a messenger. It's app. A yeah. messenger. Oh, it's literally yeah. just it's, it's just like direct communication. It's like yeah. it's like America. But it's like America it's online. Encrypted and they don't store the messages anywhere. Hang on, does Facebook Messenger do that? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know And that. they're data mining the fuck out of you. Out of my conversation with you regarding Absolutely. all this nonsense? They're yeah, building bro. this profile. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're building yeah, yeah, a profile. Yeah. yeah. That's why you'll talk to me about, I'm sure they're trying to sell you geese all the time. Dude. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm sure they're trying to sell you geese. So right now they're trying to sell me barbells. Yeah, they and they, so they're not trying to sell me any ghee. They're trying to send me random stuff because I never post anything. But then people may or may not post something, and I may look at it, and then they try to send me that stuff later. So like I don't know, kitchen equipment, uh, knives, whatever. But yeah, do you need a kitchen equipment or not? I mean, you've I mean, heard you the need, classic story of. I was of just a, talking about whatever, and then. No, no the classic story of. The spider web. We, I know that I was looking at that thing on the microphone. It's like it's like a hologram. Sorry, I don't know, but it, oh. there's something hovering in the light. That's, so it's actually two thirty-five. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, we yeah, probably we're, awesome. we're gonna yeah. wrap it up. Uh, Disney days for tomorrow for me. Yay! So what was I talking about? When are we doing Super Cyan? Oh. Or Naruto. Let me know. Either one, I'm good. Let me know. Whichever weekend, bro. Just text me and let me know. If I'm not working, I'm All there. Right, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. If I'm not working, I'm there, man. Easy peasy. So are you good about eating? What you, what's your, what's your eat, dietary preferences? I will eat anything. anything. I will eat anything. I've been trying to... So there have been a lot of... So there have been a lot of studies about like keto is good. And there have been studies about plant-based diet is good. And there have been studies that intermittent fasting is good. Oh, boy. It gets to the point now where my approach is... If you want to find something and then justify, you can find studies that support sure, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure. You, have you seen the Netflix, the Netflix documentary? Um, the game the, changers. The game changers. Yeah. Oh. Man, I rolled my eyes so hard. But um, different things. So my my approach now is I will eat pretty much anything in moderation. But that's just me, and that, that's just coming out of the lack of convincing evidence. Okay, so, so. can you outwork a bad diet, Jovan? You can, Doctor Jovan. And so, from, so can't you? Can't. So I don't think anyone knows the answer to that question, which is. Part of the problem and where it's so frustrating. Our previous guest did. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, Doctor Yo- Yoga John. Yeah. Our new uh, com- competition coordinator for Tribe Martial Arts in oh, Orlando, ninety three eighteen Orlando. Um, uh, he says you can't outwork a bad diet. Mm. I would love to talk to him about that. No, I would love. I would love for you guys to talk to each yeah. other and fight each other about it. Yeah, because no, no, I, I, I can't fight about it because I don't have any convincing evidence on my side. I have. There is. This is part of the pro- part of the problem with this is that, so you know, you, like if you want to figure out how, if a drug works, randomized control study, you put two thousand people on one side, two thousand on the other. For the first two thousand, you give them a drug. The next two thousand, you do whatever. I love, you want. I love how you just threw that out. You know, randomized. <laughs> what, whatever you were doing before with dietary sciences, with dietary science, it is that's impossible to do. You can't. There's too much individual variation. Exactly. So there's you too, can't control well, the parameters. No, there's you, too many independent yeah, parameters. So one, there's individual variation in terms of this person might eat this, but then he might also work out, and then this person might not eat this, but or this person might eat this, and they live in South America, where and where it is, or he lives in sorry in Jamaica where it's warm and it's pressed east and he lives up in Norway where it's cold half the year, right? So there's so many factors that even the population studies only generate at best low quality evidence, right? And then there's things that people might might um, might call, you know, like just conventional wisdom, like processed foods are bad because chemicals are bad. But then 
the medications we take are all chemicals. It's all chemical. It's all chemical. So there is kind of no convincing evidence, and there's no convincing evidence on either side. But there are. So, for example, if you think about it as a fact, so the the um the who was it? I can't remember the board. One of those very large um advisory boards did a study that showed that processed meat increased the risk of colon cancer. Now. No matter how much working out you're doing, you're not going to reverse the risk of colon cancer if you eat processed meat, and processed meat does in fact cause a risk. So in that sense, then you define processed meat. Uh, it's like um, nitrates and stuff. Nitrates and other stuff that was added to kind of enhance the gotcha. flavor of the food. So bacon, process, um, uh, uh, sausage, or anything else like canned food, stuff like that. So in that sense, then no, you can't work a bad diet. But I think the I think the general consensus has to be that a um, more var- more varied diet with plant foods and appropriate amounts of protein and fats is better for you than a lopsided diet, which is, you know, all fats or just eating randomly and indiscriminately, eating too much or so not eating that, enough. So is that, okay, or, I have a, yeah. a completely non-scientific-based Kersvu yeah. over the years has sort of determined Diet to me and even supplementation mm-hmm. to a certain degree is like the idea of it is like I call it the extra credit theory, mm-hmm. right? Like generally the people who ask for extra credit when you're in school mm-hmm. are people who don't need it. Correct. Right. right? Like it's just the fact is and it's the win well. more. It's I like agree. you win more. I hundred percent successful because they're mindful about what they're I, doing. Right. And, and, I think so. And that is a huge confounder in the studies. For example, if you were to, if you're going to study vegan people, the people, so if you're a vegan, you probably exercise. If you're sorry, if you're vegan because of health reasons, you probably also exercise. You probably also don't smoke. You probably also have additional health promoting behaviors. If you eat bacon every other, if you be, if you eat bacon three times a day, and yeah, like eat, and fries three times a day, then you probably aren't great about working out because if you just think it, like you just you, you yeah, know, if you were thinking about working out, you'd be then you not eating bacon three exactly because then you'd be because sometimes eventually, so like in your own, like have you been working on trying to lose weight and then somebody says you got to adjust the diet and then you also adjust that and then you're losing weight, so you keep those behaviors together, and that's why it's so hard to study because. That because of that confounder, people who eat healthy also have other healthy behaviors. So it's difficult. It's different to isolate and study only eating healthy, you know. Yeah, right, right. Unless you, unless you force them to somehow yeah. not change any other behaviors in their life, and, right? and then and yeah, that's the only very thing that they're doing. Yeah, need, which is so you basically need like thousands of clones that that have programmed yeah, behavior. Yeah, or, or you know, you don't have clones, but the closest thing you have is twins, and they, they, they do twin concordant studies, but I don't think they've, they've ever done any about diet. But it's like one twin's like, oh, I got the healthy diet. Yeah. 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 Which is also kind of unethical. Right? You can't feed somebody crap just to see what it does to them. That's So that was a, something yeah. that I had considered doing with Connor, was I was like, I'm going to try to teach him behaviorally, like... Yeah. <laughs> like everything opposite like yes means no oh my god and like i was like all right so how do i like and then like can i because i have you ever seen the movie it's like jodie foster was like raised in the woods or something oh like was, oh, oh that? um nell nelly is it nelly yeah, 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 yeah. and she's like she and can't say pay in the wind chicka pay yeah, and, and all she, this like, stuff she, she like can't learn language and like uh, like all this stuff they oh. find her as like an adult, right? And oh. she's been like her. I forgot what the like a. She's a wildling. She yeah. She's basically like a feral human. Mm. And I'm like, can you train that out of somebody, right? Like, and because I have this like Ooh. idea of like nature versus nurture and that how much. Is, so that's very interesting. And part of the reason why is um, what they call neuroplasticity, meaning the ability of the brain to 
make new connections and I guess learn new things and that declines as you get older, which is why it's easier. Like you can, so if, if we can, if I, if I spend 500 hours teaching you Spanish when you're five, you will speak fluently, no accent. If you spend 500 hours teaching, if you spend 500 hours learning Spanish now, you will probably have a, have a strong oh, yeah, accent. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's part, it's part. So based off things like that and our current understanding of. That's of, what, that's what scares me about it. Yeah. Is that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like cognitive yeah. limitations because neural pathways aren't being formed the same way. And yeah. That's, okay. So that's like, the thing, are you so. a believer of, like my buddy Alan, who was on the show earlier, he, he got into higher level education as a, as a doctor of a, theoretical physics oh that's awesome those oh, guys man. those guys are the smartest guys in the oh, room man, man. those guys are amazing it's insane those guys are amazing um yeah. and he had he's like man like am i getting into it too late because like the amount of additional breakthroughs that i'm going to are limited because of my age mm. you know and that sort of thing like i i don't i don't even know where I'm i mean going my belief is that you should just try. My, like, well, yeah, and if you enjoy it, that, that's what matters, and you'll be self-motivated and all that. But I do think that over time, who was I talking about? I was talking with someone that I think over time, oh, I think it was Mike, mm-hmm. physical ability, like let's say athletic output or strength, whatever measurable you want, there's no doubt that it will decline over time as you age. Definitely. However, we can slow that rate as much as possible with the good habits we have. Yep. And I think that same logic applies to cognitive function. Yeah, I would agree with that. And there's studies that show that people who are more, well, there's studies that show all kinds of things, but people who are more cognitively engaged have a, have a less chance of developing dementia. But then there are studies that show that um, high socioeconomic status, high education status also puts you at risk of dementia. So high, really? Yeah. Well, those yeah. are those those are those weird correlations. Where yeah, it's like, so are these cor- like that is the their correlations, well. but is there causation? Okay. There? Precisely. So that is the that's all, and that is the biggest problem with um ev- with evidence so right you now. You as a doctor, is, how do you go about filtering this stuff so, to like for practical application? So if so, if I'm talking to if I'm giving somebody advice like professional advice, yeah. I flat out say this is what the evidence has. The evidence there's evidence that shows this. There's evidence that shows this. There's evidence that shows this. Is there anything? If, is there anything there that particularly appeals to you? Then we can discuss the benefits and risks of that particular approach. Um, and I think that's probably the best thing you can do because there is a there, like there's a quote from a guy who he was the editor of New England Journal of Medicine. Um, I don't know, He said, "Half of the stuff that we have learned in medicine is f- false or incorrect or inaccurate, but we don't know until several years later." through the process of scientific research, which half it was. So you have to kind of be prepared to be wrong, not because you don't understand the current evidence, but because the current evidence just is not accurate enough and there's not enough to kind of draw a solid conclusion, which is kind of a scary thing. That's, that's so, okay, you're you told me, me You told me like the more you become a doctor, the more of a hypochondriac you become. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So it, it, does, it does that to you because then you're worried about everything. But then you're also <laughs> worried about about the so like there's no trip there's no treatment that you can do that's risk free, you know there's nothing oh, you can yeah. do yeah even changing your diet can bring can bring side effects so but, so okay you know? yeah, yeah. do you want to keep going down this route because okay, going full circle I just yeah. want to say bringing it back to jujitsu yeah you asked this to 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 Doctor Yoga John 
do you study any jujitsu outside of class like do you go down the youtube or i int- used to do that i was gonna so i used, used to do to. that all the time but then because i've become so busy it, i just don't have time so what were you looking at yeah what were your oh the usual stuff i have a, i have a collection of videos from like um uh, what's my boy's name gsp's coach oh, oh for, for us the hobby for us the hobby yeah he his total just i love that love that is very nice there's this other dude named riley bodycomb who has a leg oh, yeah, series. Yeah, oh yeah really? you know riley but i actually met that dude Did like really yeah in um look at you name dropping all these 2000 2000 if you say you met matt thornton he's gonna, uh, he's yeah. gonna he's like, like he's out of like southern california though like no riley bodycomb isn't he no 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 he's in new york Oh, he's in the, okay yeah yeah yeah. so you're, you're a sambo guy did you did you uh, it's sambo no so he so I went so I I went to I went to like a meetup and he was there. He was like, "Hey, sparred one of my guys." I was like, "Sure." And, and then I went the fuck out of you. <laughs> no, his guy didn't know. His guy wasn't heel hooking. It was an okay, MMA right. thing. But then Riley was he was teaching like you know heel hooks and other stuff. And yeah, from then I was like, man. So every every chance I every chance I could get to go train with him, I would. But then I only ended up being tapped being twice. So 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 interestingly, Riley Lobotikum, have you? Have you ever listened to interviews with him? No, I haven't. Mm-mm. So, like, do you know one of his major? Because, like, at this point, jujitsu and grappling is is, is that's his profession. Yeah. But do you know what one of his side hobbies is? What does he do? Yeah. He's a game designer, like like oh, tabletop sh- game designer. Really? Yeah. So he's like, you know, so I think oh, like that element of like analysis has mm-hmm. lent itself to him being very good at what he does yeah, because awesome, it forces man. him to like understand the parameters in which that competition is and then like how do i get better at that right like which is i think why he has a very very well developed leg leg attack, leg attack. Game, yeah right? that's awesome man so so you you follow riley you follow Farhaz, mm-hmm. which yeah. are both very very good sources mm-hmm. of information um like do you do you follow mma i mean you mentioned gsp a handful of times yeah so i used to way back in i used to follow mma all the time but then the cte thing kind of like i can't and the hypochondria thing you just mentioned it's hard to look at these guys getting knocked out and being like man is he going to be messed up when he's 45? Oh, you should have seen the Mike Davis fight that, yeah. that, uh, oh my God. that Paul cornered in. So uh-huh. Paul, Paul had a weekend where he was suddenly cornering fighters again out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And one of the fighters was Mike Davis. Who's out of uh, Daytona. Who's out of Daytona. Mm-hmm. And this was on the Tampa card. So when there was a fight night in Tampa headlined by Joanna and I think Michelle Waterson, which was... Last year, Paul was in the corner of Mike Davies, and he fought this guy, and it was, it was a murder. It was it was literally it was a, a murder a beating on, oh on Mike, a, Mike Davis's behalf. Yeah, yeah, he beat the living shit out of this guy, and he was he was out on his feet for three rounds, and they wouldn't stop the fight. No one threw in the towel until finally the switch got flipped at the very end. But if you watch the highlights, like that guy was. Like I, I saw years yeah, go off was, his life, I thought. Like, it was horrible. Yeah. And I asked Paul, and he said, dude, if you could hear it on TV. I said, told him, I was like, I could hear it on TV. How bad was it in person? He's like, I've never seen anything like that. Every shot he's was super loud. He's tough as hell. Like, he, he's probably the toughest person that I've ever seen in my life. The fact that he was still standing. I feel like genetically he had something. Go- like somehow yeah, his body, it was like a Terminator that rewired. Like I'm yeah. on auxiliary power. But that's but that's so much, man. You don't want to be going through that, man. I mean. No, no, no you don't. I mean, I don't. Or when you, you, don't, or, like, when you <laughs> or when you say a knockout where the guy's down and the guy gets a one extra like the, punch. Uh, that. No, no, he gets the one extra punch off where he's out and then he's like. Lying against the fence and then bam, he gets clipped again. Okay. It was bad. Yeah, like Bisping so, Henderson. Yeah, so that you I mean that creates that creates a problem for me. Like, 
How much is this? Morally or just like like to watch like so much so so much now? so that it bothers you to watch it? No, well it, it doesn't bother. I, I watch MMA fight and I'll enjoy it, but it's always in the back of my mind like, ah oh, man, what are these guys doing to each other? Like, is this really something? Is this gonna mess us up like in the future? Like you know, twenty percent of boxers have. I don't know if this is still accurate or if it's updated, but they say twenty percent of boxers have some kind of you know brain injury um, that affects their I, cognitive I, I, function. How is it not a hundred percent? That's what I'm saying, right? So I don't know if, and then it kind of bugs me, but then. You know, I still watch anime and I still enjoy it, but but that's, that's it's just a choice one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's a choice that exactly, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna challenge anyone's autonomy. It's your you know you make your own decisions. Absolutely. So so yeah. in the long run for you, jujitsu or in yeah. the long run MMA? I I just talked about it with my wife. I'm like, yeah, I like competing, I like fighting, but it's probably gonna be jujitsu and wrestling, just because one, it's lower impact, and two, I don't have to cut weight. I'm like cutting weight. I mean, it, it depends on who you ask about. Yeah. Cutting weight for jujitsu, though. I mean, like, yeah, some people do cut weight, but I don't. I mean, but so think about it you, you do MMA fighting, you don't cut weight, then you have a guy who's 30 pounds heavier than you hitting you in the face for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Different from just like you know, getting yeah, submitted, like, uh, 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 the, the like, stakes are not as high, you know <laughs> like, what I'm saying? So, yeah, 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 man. So, I just wanted to um, do a shout out to Roman. So, I talked, I, I texted with Roman, Roman Pfizerin. Yeah, yeah you know what last Roman. Day. Wow. Yeah. So I asked him I asked him if he uh, if he'd done any training or if he'd seen Chihuahua. Tiago Alves liked the photo. Oh he did? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yes. I tagged I tagged Mike so and then after I was like, Well fuck, let me tag Tiago. Well, shout out to Tiago Silva, man. You should listen to the Tiago podcast. Alves. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. You just totally did the oh, thing. Oh, the Pitbull, bro. I was a huge fan of this oh, guy back so in the day. Awesome. When he yeah, fought yeah, GSP, that was yeah, like... Yeah, that big, was a good fight. But was, I, yeah, yeah. I was rooting for GSP because I'm a huge GSP I'm fan. But, you know, but, oh, I might have to edit that. I might have to edit out the point. Edit what? Edit me saying... Tiago Silva. That's different. Sorry, Tiago Alves. That's cool. So, Roman is training. Nice. He's in Brooklyn. Uh, it Manhattan is too far of a commute. He so he's training with at a gym called the American Killer Bees. Interesting. Not familiar with it. Cool. But uh, that's, New York. That's such a but CrossFit the, name. But I will. New York, yeah. mm-hmm. So I will say. That, so apparently, like Marcelo's is like three fifty a month. Oh my what? god! What the hell? Why? This is, this is Manhattan. Oh Manhattan. Manhattan. It's, okay. it's Manhattan. Yeah. yeah and Henzo's Manhattan. probably RGA the same. Probably yeah. And, and I'm glad Marcelo is making money. Sure. So so he started. He's training a little bit and, and I guess settling and he's studying for the New York bar because oh, he's got to take the there's New York no bar. reciprocity between yeah, Florida and New York, so he has to take the bar again. Damn, bro. That's now, awesome. the one thing I will say, this is the quote, a direct quote from it. I thought it was worth sharing. He said, Paul is a world-class coach, really missed training with you guys. Oh, <laughs> so, so, hang on. We're lifting up Paul. We're not disparaging Killer B. No, we're not. <laughs> Let, let's, just, let's just clarify. I like that. Clarify and let's not alienate anybody. Absolutely. Exactly, right? Like, well, I hope we get to the point where our sound bites get misconstrued yeah. on BJJ oh, time. Awesome. Yes. Oh, by the way, and can, show up in, in social media. Yeah. And can you guys please edit out the part where I'm talking smack about my BJ, the, the Kung Fu school in Connecticut? No, no <laughs> that's going in there. <laughs> no. That would be too hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. So goals for 2020 as we wrap up. So I, I was actually talking to, to, talking to Andrew about this. Leg locks. You got to learn some leg locks. All right. Just because, I mean, 2020 is like, you know, it's the same as 2019, but, you know, we're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, I guess. are you available 
on the weekends before geek class? Uh, maybe. Would you be able to come in an hour earlier? It, it depends on what the schedule is like. Some weekends I might not be able to come in at all. Some like the, today, this is a great weekend. I can just have the whole day to do whatever. Because I, I was but, thinking that might yeah. be the like instead of trying to do something during the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool maybe. with that. But you just like text me, and then we can. No, figure I know. Out. I, yeah. I'll I'll figure out. I might I might yeah. try to do something like JB. You know how JB? Yeah, his Sunday class that was something. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Man. Maybe we'll see. We need that. We need that, man. So leg locks. Leg locks. Yeah, that's my. What that's my. Uh, What have you been enjoying recently with what you like in the past year? What 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 is one or some of the techniques that you really enjoyed that really added to your game? Um, the sweeps out the back, um, specifically like the um, the what do you call it? Oh my god, Delahiva, the Delahiva sweeps. Mm-hmm. Those have been great. Just like bottom side control, not side control, bottom half guard sweeps. Those have also been great. Um, pretty much any sweep from anywhere except full guard. Yeah. Yeah. Butterfly, yeah, open, sing, but open butterfly guard sweep also, you know, I've been working those as well. Those are great. So pretty much any, any sweep that's not from, from, not from, it's not from, um, mount or side control or close guard. Yeah. Very cool. Final questions or thoughts, Chris? No, no. I think we, we went down the all kinds of rabbit. Oh, we went down yeah, rabbit. We, we, we were all yeah. over the place. Oh my god! I mean, we brought up religion. We brought up anime. We brought up a bunch of stuff. So video this, games. Yeah, yeah. At this yeah. point, our audience probably dwindled down. No, I think that, but that's the strength of the podcast, right? Like, there's more to talk about in life than just oh, absolutely. Jiu-Jitsu. And and yeah. we don't talk about jujitsu all the time after class. So this is indicative of what that's we true. talk that's about true. after class. For sure, for sure. So because we're more well-rounded individuals, where everybody's got a story to tell. Absolutely, yeah. man. That's and that's 100 percent crucial. Being well-rounded, man. It's what you need in life so congratulations on the yeah, purple belt, purple belt well Bond. deserved a little round of thank applause you, thank you we're super happy super for you and uh we're right behind you for the All guys right. that are blue we're right behind you thanks so. guys i look forward to learning more with you guys man it's gonna All be right, great man. thank you oh thank- wait, wait, actually wait, I, have, I do have a question so i put you on the spot mm-hmm. i'm teaching class what are you teaching us oh yeah that's your Oh, I'm teaching class? Oh, I'm teaching... If I'm teaching class mm-hmm. and, and I'm he, like, Jovan, come out, teach a technique. What are you teaching us? Uh, I teach, I teach a, a takedown. I teach one of those... So if it's a gi class, I'm teaching a, a judo takedown. Like that a you can throw? throw. Yeah. yeah, like a throw. Like a... Um, like yeah, like a drop Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, that's a good what one. else? Yeah, I or mean, okay. uchimata maybe. Uchimata right. is probably more practical for me. Um, what else? I'm also probably teaching the Peruvian necktie, even though it doesn't work in gi. But I try it all the time, so I figure I should just teach it to everybody, so they can like kind of because everybody turtles up on you. Yeah, right? and then it, and because the gi physically makes it difficult for me to get my hand in deep, so I just kind of shrug me off. But and but it worked. But it's good to, to attempt because, like you said, that people turtle a lot, and it's hard to sometimes get the on a Kanda or darts, so you can just do the proven necktie like a good split. And then if if if, if you can't get, Save you can this switch for your to lesson, Jovan. This yeah. is good. Sorry, is yeah, good. you can switch to a to a to a to a um, half guard guillotine if okay. you don't get a necktie. So yeah, this is, he's, he's got a system. He's got a system in place. <laughs> the Gale system of of neckties and darts. Yeah, good stuff. That's awesome. Well, we've probably talked way longer than I expected. This is awesome. Thank you, Jovan. Yeah, thank you guys, man. This was awesome, man, for sure.